When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Brent Martineau. You see him every day on CBS 47, Fox 30, Action Sports Jax. Austin Lane. He's a former Jag star and current MMA fighter. Broadcasting live from the Anna Jar and Levine studio. This is Action Sports Jax on ESPN 690 and ESPN690.com. Let's just say we're doing it better than the other guys. What a backdrop here on a Friday edition of Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Brent Martineau along with Martin Buckley, America's Guest Part 1. We started with America's Guest Number 2 yesterday. That was Josh Scobie. He's got plenty of titles. Former Jags kicker, elite Jacksonville golfer, maybe. I don't know about elite. I want that as but, part of my title. Yeah, that might not be a Average bad Average golfer. <laughs> Average golfer gets your title. Martin <laughs> Buckley from Pop Beach Autographs joins us once in a while. And uh, sitting in today is Austin Lane. It's fight night, baby, in Dallas, Texas. Hey, Coos is over here, too, out at TPC Sawgrass. As we just uh, fulfilled our promise to a contest winner. We took him shopping. And quite uh, frankly, I was not that influential on their shopping spree. But, Coos, do me a favor and uh, fix that uh, video since you're, do- you're right there because we are off kilter. Thank you very much. And we want Martin's beautiful face here in the show. Uh, good to have you around, man. Thanks for having me back, dude. It's awesome to be out here. No problem. Thanks uh, for fixing that. Yeah, no, right, that's, this is beautiful out here. I'm having golf envy. I just want to go out there with a little, what do you think, eight iron today? Uh, it's a little windy. A little breezy, and it's the water shows it's coming at us. Len Matisse will take us through this shot and uh, tell us which club we should hit a little bit later. We'll have him <laughs> on board. We actually have the superintendent of TPC Sawgrass coming on the show. And I got a million questions for him. If you have questions, we want you to jump in. What should we ask him? Because if you're a golf nut, then you, you probably are intrigued at times about the superintendent and agronomy nature of a course like this. If you're not, you might still be interested in some degree at how they make things work around here and make this place look so darn good. And it looks unbelievable. We say it. We just saw Matt Rapp, uh, former executive director of the Players' Championship. It's like, how do you do this every year and make it look better and better, even though it already looks great? And, uh, well, it looks like they've done it again here for uh, the Players' Championship in uh, 2020. And uh, we also will have another guest stopping by. Uh, I think you'll know him. But we'll introduce him at a later date. We've got a lot of guests today because we're also going to have James Collins, the head basketball coach of the Andrew Jackson High School Tigers. They play in a state championship game tomorrow. Do you know Go the Tigers. James Collins? Yeah. Are you a Jackson guy? Scott? Yes, I am. How about that, Scott? Uh, back there at the studio, pinch hitting for Coos, who's really doing nothing out here. Class of 90. Uh, class of 1990. And the Tigers are in the state title game. Uh, so 1990, would you have been around when James Collins was there? I have no idea. I don't think you would have. Well, you would have known, man. I mean, James Collins ends up playing for Florida State, ended up playing a little bit in the NBA, played professional basketball for a long time, and now he's led Jackson to a state championship game. So we could ask him a little bit about Florida State and their success and also about the Tigers' success as they make their trip 
to Central Florida to play tomorrow morning for a state championship. So we've got a lot to get to there. We'll have a little football topics, of course. But first, how are you doing? Doing great, man. Doing great. I've uh, been traveling a little bit this week. Went down, caught a little spring training earlier yeah. this week. Um, went down to Port St. Lucie. They did a really good job. I don't know if you've been down there this spring. They just put, um, I think it was like 60 or $70 million into that did facility. They? Yeah. They were able to get the money to keep the Mets there in Port St. Lucie and not have them, you know, go out west or go further down to, um, you know, West Palm where a lot of the teams are going. So the facility looked great. Um, caught up with America's favorite left-handed hitting uh, left fielder, Heisman Trophy winner, and uh, got some work done. And um, just uh, also on, you know, Baby Watch 2020, man. I heard day about now. that. Yeah. Uh, when does that happen? Um, the due date is April 4th, but it looks like um, March 30th will be the induction. Although, seriously, I left the house, and then she sent me a text. She said, keep your phone on you. I'm feeling a little pressure today. So. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. It may have an early Who's you may be subbing in here? Uh, that might be the case. That could happen. Have we had, has anyone had a baby on air yet? Uh, not stay. that I know of. I could stay on. <laughs> Wait until it's weeks. Do we need the rating push? Uh, <laughs> thanks for volunteering, Martin. I uh, hope she's She'll doing understand. well, though. She's doing great, yeah. man. Yeah, baby number great. three on the number way. Number three, little boy coming little boy this time. Little boy after yeah, gonna, two girls. That's yep. awesome. Uh, congratulations Thanks, on brother. that. And at least nice timing out of the way before the Masters. Exactly. You know, a little couch time with a little time man. with a little one on the Masters. Yeah. Very good. Very good planning. Uh, <laughs> when I, we always, when we have you on, we get uh, your thoughts because you do the memorabilia business, Palm Beach Autographs. And so I'd love to ask you today a little bit about Gardner Minshew. Sure. And where his status is. We've done that over the Absolutely. last six months with you. And at times it's been like peak yeah. Gardner Minshew time, and at other times, like, oh, wait and see. Yeah. And now is it still wait and see because of, well, we don't know who's going to be the starting quarterback, the Jacksonville Jaguars. So I want to get your thoughts Absolutely. on that uh, a little bit later. Do we have any Yawn tweets today? Yes. Uh, we have to check in on the Yawn oh, yeah. Twitter to give us a lead story. <laughs> so here we go. We got leveling up four hours ago. And Brian Baldinger put out a very nice thing. He said, Jan is a proven pass rush specialist, very durable, is only 24. Who wouldn't want this phenom screaming off the edge? Baldy's breakdowns. Jan says, Yannick the Great. <laughs> Michael DiRocco from ESPN was just doing some research on Jan and came across this. Of the 12 defensive touchdowns the Jaguars have scored since 2016, and Gakwe is directly responsible for five. A pick six, a fumble return, three forced fumbles on sacks that other players recovered. For touchdowns. Yannick at 25 minutes ago says, You don't say, Mike. <laughs> wow. I feel like I should just say something nice about Jan and see if he responds to yeah. it. Jan is my favorite player of all time. Ask him if he'll uh, you know, come grab a cocktail with us afterwards and come hit some golf shots. Let's see if he'll come out. Oh, uh, man. The Yannick and Gakwe stuff is hardwired very, Twitter. very entertaining this week. And I think some fans are still kind of getting turned off by it. It's a little bit it too much like of it. It seems like they're turning on him, yeah. Uh, and I don't know if that's even what he intends, wants, uh, whatever. But uh, it's it's been a fascinating week. Again, I called the move at the early part of the week brilliant to kind of say, all right, your move, Jags. I want out of here. I think it's a good negotiation ploy, even though I think it's kind of real. I think he does want out of here. The rest of the week, he had to delete a tweet yesterday. The other stuff is... It's just unnecessary. I, I really thought we talked with Josh Kobe yesterday. I thought he should have gone radio silent uh, on on the tweeting once he put that one out, and then let them make the Jags make the next move. That essentially what is what that was. It was all right, Jags. 
it's your turn. And the next move is going to be a franchise tag. They have until March 12th to do that. That will happen next week uh, during the Players' Championship. And if it doesn't happen sooner, and just sit tight. But yeah. it's been interesting how vocal he's been. But that's a day in the age of the player. They've got that platform. That they want to right talk. There. And they want, it's almost like you can feel it boiling inside of Yannick Ngakwe. For sure, absolutely. Uh, you know, it's interesting that you say that. Ryan, uh, yesterday, the day before, made a really interesting point in terms of maybe the uh, the louder that he's been with some of these tweets. And he said he's wondering if maybe this is a little bit of uh, the same play that Jalen did in terms of, you know, he's just going to be noisy until he kind of gets his way. And I thought that was an interesting take. Who knows? Um, I think you're probably on to something, though. You know, he's he's obviously searching his name and looking for what things people are saying about him and then reacting to it. So um, I don't know. If, he, uh, if they end up trading him, they're going to end up with some pretty decent picks, it looks like, though. Well, they would get more yeah. in return. But will they get enough in return? And that's really been the debate this week. What can you get in return? Uh, you know, two first-rounders, that ain't no. happening. Uh, one first-rounder might not happen. A player in a second rounder? Could that happen? Yeah. You know, so uh, we don't know. And, and and to be honest with you, I don't even think we're close to that kind of decision making. I think the tag's going to come first. Yep. And then this is going to be a bit of a game of cat and mouse. Think I think it'll happen on the draft. I don't. I, I really don't think they're going to trade him away. I really, I don't. I, I think they're going to try to keep him, and I think they're going to try to smooth it out, and I think they're going to try to make him make a decision uh, to play on the tag for nineteen million dollars, and then if. He doesn't want, while he's deciding to do that, while he's playing a little bit of hardball, which he will, yeah. and he has every right to, uh, I think they'll try to figure it out, smooth it out, see if they can come to grips with something. And if they can't, eventually, they'll do what they did with Ramsey, if they can get enough in return. I said it earlier in the week, the reason the Jacksonville Jaguars traded Jalen Ramsey was not because he asked out. Well, it was partly he asked out, that's what gets sure. going. Yeah. But... The reason, reason, is because the Rams were willing to give up two first-rounders and a fourth-rounder. Exactly. If the Jags can find a dance partner that they feel has the value of Jan, then they'll do it. Otherwise, I think they're going to budget $19 million, and they hope he plays on it. And you know if Jan plays, he's going to play his tail off. That's what he does. So uh, it's going to be interesting, but it's not going to stop. This is going to be uh, back and forth. Really, it's just a... A fourth right now because Yannick Ngakwe is the only one really saying anything. Uh, Dave Caldwell and Doug Marone basically said last week at the combine, "We're not playing this out through the media, uh, so you won't hear from us until there's news to share." Smart. Well, that first bit of news to share will be the tag, and uh, that's coming up soon. Uh, you grew up a Steelers fan, yes. so you know all about this a little bit uh, in recent memory with the Le'Veon Bell's, the AB Antonio Browns, uh, the. Really, it, it was a soap opera daily oh. in Pittsburgh for the last couple of years. They were still able to find ways to win, but not win big. But it was drama, drama, drama. Yeah. And uh, it started with those guys, and Le'Veon Bell obviously missed an entire season with it. Yep, and left a lot of money, um, you know, by not playing that year. Um, you know, it's it, it's one of those things when you're a fan, so I'm a fan of the Steelers. At the end of the day, specifically, I think maybe more so um, with A.B., and now you look at now you look back hindsight's 2020 but even when you just look at what he was doing with Pittsburgh at the time it was like all right enough they've got good receivers Juju's you know ready to make a step forward you just kind of want that drama out of there because that's all that anyone's going to talk about that's all that social media is going to talk about that's going to be all the questions that these guys are getting so at some point you know you just kind of want to 
you know, move on. But at the same time, you don't like to get rid of arguably the best receiver in the NFL or arguably the best running back in the NFL. And you saw what that did to the Steelers last year. They were able to, you know, smoke mirrors, magic wands, you know, win, what was it, eight games or whatever they, they ended up uh, winning. But um, and they would have done a lot better probably with those two guys, but not with that distraction. Yeah, and probably with their quarterback too. <laughs> that too. Yeah. Well, been a little bit better. Uh, but that's what you have to decide, and we've talked a lot about that this week, about culture for the Jacksonville Jaguars. They have to decide what kind of players they want in there. Yeah. And I think some of the social media with departures, some of the actions of the last two years, some of the results of the last two years have shown that some of the makeup of that locker room isn't where you need it to be isn't where you want it to be. And by the way, I'm a believer that Jan is a guy you want in there Absolutely, uh, to be a part agreed. of that locker room. So yeah. I'm not specifically talking about him, but even this stuff adds to it. Yeah. And you need uh, the right mix of players. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to do a little bit of experiment. I was thinking of this coming over today, that because earlier in the week I said, I think it's okay to have some guys that are a little bit off the radar, right? I mean, they might be like wild and whatever, like Ramsey's. You know, they, they might be like, golly. Really, you know, you, you just have those guys. Yeah, it's sports. Sure. It's it's fifty three men in a locker room. Yep. It's football. I think it's okay. You can't have too many of those guys. My take is they had too many of those guys in two thousand and eighteen. But how many can you have? How many <laughs> core guys do you have to have that like are true leaders? True, come on, follow me as veteran players. How many young guys can you afford to have? What's the perfect mix? And I don't know uh, if the Jaguars have done this. I don't know if teams do this, but it's almost with all the analytics today. I think they need to analytics on that. We can have a we need a range of 22 to 25 year old players, and we need 12 of them. We need a range of 28 to 32 year old players, and we need six of them. We need just this baller, and we don't care if he's a pain in the butt or not, and we can take one each side of the ball, whatever it is. But you got to find your mix. And I think as much as we've talked about culture for the Jags and lack of culture for the Jags, that mix is important. I don't know if it comes down to 12, 6, and 2, but uh, I think they need to find a mix. And I don't know if there's a way to do that, but I'm going to try to do it for them. I love it. I think you do see that in sports, though. You see a lot of that in baseball. Baseball might be a little bit more interesting where, you know, you can have a handful, like to your point of, you know, eight veteran guys and, uh, you know, you can bring up two or three rookies. And if a guy's not panning out, you can set him down. You don't have that luxury in the NFL. But uh, that's a really good uh, – you'd think they would almost have that analytics in some capacity if, if we don't even they know might. about it. It's, it's pretty interesting. They might. I knew they did. I know they did a study years ago, and this this has even changed maybe in their own minds or in the NFL. How many guys do we have on second year deals? So how many guys have we drafted and or or just in general free agent acquisitions that are on second year deals, core players? And there was a time where I think when they did a, a look at it, this might have been four years ago, five years ago even, the playoff teams of the twelve playoff teams, there was an average of like six to eight second-year contract guys. So one, that showed me they were usually homegrown that you kept. Yep. Or two, you hit on them in free agency. And three, there was veteran experience. There. Yeah. There wasn't these kids trying to adapt to the – or young men trying to adapt to the NFL, which can be a transition. And so they had enough uh, veteran experience. We'll see if the Jaguars can figure out that mix going forward. We're going to take a timeout. We're live at TPC Sawgrass on a Friday. We are pre-players week, but you know what? It's already underway. It started. They're ready. Just start the tournament tomorrow. Tiger Woods has until 5 o'clock. Give me a call, Tiger. (laughs) You got to commit to the players.
unless it's already happened and I missed it. But I don't think that's the case. Talk a little players' championship and a lot more here on a Friday. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Hey, this is Dennis Anderson, the driver of Gravedigger Monster Truck, the baddest monster truck in the land. You're listening to Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Hey, welcome back to Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Brent Morton, along with Palm Beach Autographs, Martin Buckley here at TPC Sawgrass. We're live, 17th hole, 16th green. I mean, we got everything. This is a great spot to be, and the tournament uh, gets underway next week, of course. Tomorrow and Sunday, by the way, they are opening up the Players' Championship fan shop right off Palm Valley Road. And you can come between 10 and 4 p.m., get a head start, buy some things. And we were just in there earlier. I think 17,000 shirts, wow. 30,000 square feet, 30,000 hats. How many are you going to get? That's a hat get? per square feet, by the way. Not the same math that I saw with Brian Williams at MSNBC that I <laughs> – that, did you see that? No. <laughs> I showed oh, the, the, the 500 million. 500 million. Everybody <laughs> could get a million. That was pretty good. Uh, that's not how it works, buddy. Uh, but, <laughs> I did see that. Uh, so – the place is massive, and they've got great stuff and cool stuff, and I'm a sucker for it. How, what's the over/under on polos, hats, articles of clothing purchased this weekend for you? For me? Yeah. What's uh, the line? Over/under is probably just for me or for my family. Just for you? Uh, I'd say four and a half. Yeah, I was gonna say five. Yeah, I'll take. I'll take the over on that. I will, I just like the stuff. I have so many 17th hole shirts. Oh, dude. Well, they rolled out that whole line a couple of years ago. Me and you like have the matching t-shirt collection where it was like the logo of the green with 17 and the distance. Remember that one? Yes. Yeah, it was yes. awesome. That was a great collection. They have done a great job. Yeah, the merch that they roll out here is, you know, um, honest, honestly, in terms of golf, I really only think Augusta um, is better. You don't really see... Uh, that type of apparel, even at some of the other bigger tournaments. I haven't been to Waste Management, but I would imagine they probably have some good stuff. Um, I have been there, and they have good stuff. Yeah, but I, I n- nothing like this. The, the the players has upped their game oh, in the absolutely. merchandise because I think a little bit of it, like the Masters. Yeah. The Masters, it's known for the great tournament. It's known for the, the uh, pristine grounds. It's known for its exclusivity and its lottery to get tickets and all that. But it's known for its merchandise because that's the only place you can get them. And now, the players the is a little week, different. Yeah. You can go with TPC. Sure. So, but this time of year, you'll only find certain things yep. uh, in that shop, yeah. which is cool. Absolutely, yeah. For um, I love going to Augusta. You know, we usually go up there every year for work. For work, air quotes on that. Um, <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> but, yeah, exactly. The wives love that when you say that. Um, but I, obviously, the golf course and the golf and everything's terrific. But honestly, right there with it in Augusta is the gift shop experience. If people haven't been, it is absolutely amazing what they can do with that going with that and i mean you just want everything they make it too easy to get everything and then you know the other thing that they've done great here um in line with that is the food that they've stepped up stepped up here absolutely with the food trucks and bringing in the local vendors and that's another big thing at augusta you know normally you go to the tournament and it's um you know a grilled chicken sandwich a hot dog a cafeteria hamburger type thing 
you know, out here they have, um, you know, tacos on 12, and you've got uh, the burger place, M Shack, out here, and every single year um, on both of those things, on um, on merch and on food, they continue to get better and better, which makes the experience for the fans just that much better. Yeah, and uh, listen, I'd rather have any of the food trucks here, quite honestly, than the pimento cheese sandwich at the Masters. Uh, so. Um, some people like it, but I'm, I would rather I'm have an egg salad guy. Uh, <laughs> egg salad's okay. Uh, but they have done such a good job with this. We'll talk more about it throughout the way. I've got really bad news. Mm-mm. Really bad news. Breaking news and bad news. Tiger Woods is not going to play in the Players' Championship. How about that? That is unexpected. Tiger Woods has not officially announced it, I think, through himself. But I think there was a quote from Lee Steinberg saying, the back's just not ready to go. And it's not serious, but he's not going to play in the Players' Championship. Think he's holding on for a tournament maybe in a little while down the road? Well, obviously. He <laughs> wants to be ready to go for it. But, but I think this one's on his radar to be ready to yeah. go. I think that was part of the reason. Didn't play at Honda, didn't play uh, at the Arnold Palmer. And so yeah. there was some. We talked about it yesterday. There was, uh, there was back tightness, but nothing alarming. And I think Steinberg just basically said, hey, it's not alarming. But uh, it stinks. Yeah, it does. I mean, Tiger, listen, this tournament is fine without any player. Absolutely. We're going to get that from the officials here, and that's a right statement to make. And it's true. The players is the players. Yeah. They have made this event so good that the players is beyond any one player. But it's freaking Tiger Woods. It's Tiger Woods, Absolutely. and Tiger Woods makes everything better. Yep. Uh, usually, <laughs> when it comes to golf. Uh, so <laughs> everything better, and... Especially when there's Tiger Woods that is maybe in contention or playing well or making a move on Saturday. I mean, the place is just electric. So uh, that's a a bummer that we won't see uh, Tiger Woods here. And we'll see what happens for the rest of his calendar. As now it looks like the tightness in the back has cost him the Florida swing. Yeah. After not playing so well out west in his final event. Uh, That is a a bummer. Uh, Average Stable Genius just uh, tweeted me. And so I'll give him a, the time of day here. said, Ben, listen in 10 minutes, and we haven't said who the guest host is. Bad radio dude, he said. So that's Martin Buckley right here. And I really <laughs> believe that when we just came back in from break, I said Martin Buckley's name from Palm Beach Autographs. But that's okay. Uh, we'll say it again. Martin Buckley is D-U-C-K-L-E-R. the co-host today. Uh, Palm Beach Autographs. Visit him in the uh, Avenues Mall at Palm Beach Autographs as our co-host. But we appreciate you listening. Average Working on a visual you. element for our hearing-impaired audience. <laughs> we know we're getting that graphic updated, uh, and that will be up there in just a little bit. But hey, what a uh, uh, little gut punch, you Tiger guy? Uh, yeah, yeah, I do like Tiger. I, you know, I'm one of these guys. I don't really kind of, you know, if you like one guy, not like a lot of times. I guess what uh, back in the day, I was more of a Phil guy, and then I'll tell you when it changed, and it was right here. It was right over there. Um, I was out here with my buddy Dave Howard. I can remember it, and um, we were watching Phil and Tiger head to head. And uh, he had clubbed up on this hole and put one a little bit deep and then had himself a really nice putt coming back that everyone has seen a million times. And we were standing on the backside of the green before the tent was here. And uh, I'll never forget him putting it. And it was about halfway down the green. And then all of a sudden, where we're standing, we kind of see that, that club raise. And I said, <laughs> get the <clears throat> out of here to my buddy Dave. And it, that's when it cut back and then dropped in. And honestly, from that point on, I said, you know what? Um, you know, he might not be super engaging with the fans or things like that, but you're watching the best that's ever done it. 
you need to enjoy it. And so from that point on, I've I've liked Tiger. I obviously last year was amazing. Uh, I'm always I'm always pulling for the underdog, and um, I think his story's great. Uh, sports is always great when there's redemption. So yeah, bummed not to see him out here. I love bringing my kids out here and you know having them get the chance to see Tiger Woods. So that's disappointing. But you like you said, dude, this field is loaded loaded and there's going to be a lot of guys out here and there's going to be a lot of guys in contention so hopefully he's ready for uh augusta and we'll see you know we'll see him the rest of the year yeah and listen he was playing such good golf like yeah, easy going golf yeah. uh before a bad effort out there on the weekend uh in california and now everybody's like uh oh but i don't think it's uh oh i think it's more let's make sure he's good to go he's managing of, it uh-oh. yeah and he also he said he was going to manage his schedule more he yeah. was exhausted last year yep. and so uh you know, we'll see how it goes and see if he can get uh, in, in true form in time for the Masters as a defending champ and uh, maybe all the majors as well. But uh, that is the news, uh, at least the reports, and even a quote from Lee Steinberg, his agent, that uh, Tiger Woods will not play in the 2020 Players' Championship here next week. He had until 5 o'clock this afternoon, early evening, to let us know. And to be honest with you, I just did a Facebook Live hit about an hour ago. And I was convinced he was coming. Like I, I was like, he has till five. Don't worry, he'll call us and let us know. <laughs> I mean, I was, I didn't think this was even a chance that he wouldn't play. I really didn't. Uh, so I'm a little surprised. I actually believe a lot of the folks here thought he would play too, and I think they're probably a little bit surprised. Again, the stars the, the, is the course here. Absolutely. It's TPC Sawgrass. It's the iconic 17th hole. It's okay. It really is okay. The, the players will be fine, uh, but it's still a little bit of a bummer when Tiger doesn't play. You know the one. There is one thing. Um, when Tiger doesn't play, it's easier to watch some of the other guys. <laughs> yeah. There is that one. So if you're a golf spectator and you like to come out and watch, you know, following Tiger is always tough. When you're walking on the golf course, you kind of need to be one shot ahead of him. But you know, uh, when you're out here this week and Tiger's not out, you can really get an up close and personal look at a lot of these other guys because everyone's kind of spread out all over the place. Absolutely. Yeah. The quote, by the way, per ESPN is. Back, just not ready. Not concerning long-term, just not ready. That's Mark Steinberg, the longtime agent of Tiger Woods. He will not play in the Players' Championship coming up next week. But we'll be here all week long. The best field in golf will still be here, believe it or not, even without Tiger Woods. They'll still call it the best field in golf. It'll be here at TPC Sawgrass and Ponte Vedra. And we'll be back right after this. We're going to take a timeout. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. More golf talk to come. Len Matisse. What does he think about Tiger Woods not playing? What does he think about this course and how it's changed over the years? And he's got a big event coming up, too, next week at the Players that you might want to listen to. That, some football chatter, and the rest of the world in sports here on a Friday as we send you off into the weekend with a beautiful Friday afternoon here in Northeast Florida on ESPN 690. Brent Martineau. You see him every day on CBS 47, Fox 30. Action Sports Jack. Austin Lane. He's a former Jag star and current MMA fighter. Broadcasting live from the Anajar and Levine studio. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 and ESPN690.com. Sawgrass, the Players' Championship on the horizon. And breaking news we just gave to you moments ago that Tiger Woods will not play here at the Players' Championship in 2020. That's bumper of news for sure, and we'll get to it. Len Matisse is joining us. If you're watching the video feeds, you'll 
Well, you can probably see Len Matisse, uh, and he will join us, and we'll ask him about Tiger Woods, ask him about the golf course. He's got a great event coming up uh, here during the Players' Championship Week as well, how you might be able to get involved in that. But before we get to Len, and we've kept him waiting, Len's the earliest guy in the world, man. He was ready for his tee time, 3.40 tee time, and he was here early, warming up, swinging, and he's ready to go. But before we get to him, we get to Derek Stefano, owner of South. Hampton, the golf club at Southampton, and I uh, wanted to bring him in because it's course condition time, Derek. What's happening, man? How's the place looking? Place is fantastic, fellas. Thanks for having me on today. Thanks for putting well, me in, too. No problem. And don't say, fellas. Listen, Martin Buckley didn't want you coming on. I mean, this was just me. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, it's odd meeting in this uh, juncture uh, today rather than on the golf course itself. <laughs> I know, but I can't get on the golf course, so I said, hey, let's get you on a little bit and, and see how the golf course are doing. Because I'm, when I first got to town, the Players' Championship, it was like you couldn't get a tee time on a golf course for a few weeks locally. Is that still the case? Do you get a lot of uh, play this time of year? One, because of the snowbirds, but two, because of the players, especially now that it's in March. Yeah, last year was kind of a trial period, I think, for a lot of us because it had been so many years. And uh, what we find is we got really busy, but it was within a day or two. Like It's almost like people got to town, needed to play some golf, so they came and joined all the courses around here. But uh, So this year, I think what they're going to find is uh, a little bit higher rates at most of the facilities. I've heard some courses charging over a couple hundred bucks. Uh, wow. In reality, we just only went up like 5 to $10 on our normal rates. So. Still have some availability, but uh, it is filling up fast, that's for sure. Awesome. Brent Martineau here. Martin Buckley from Palm Beach Autographs co-hosting for Austin Lane. We got a lot softer here on the show today with no Austin. Martin instead. <laughs> What's that? Hey now. What's that supposed to mean, man? I uh, know. Seriously. Scott, you're right. We did get a little bit of a... We got a little... Shots fired. We got a little tougher with you over Coos as producer. <laughs> you're right about that. Uh, no, no, you're right with the softer thing. It's a, There's a certain roundness to it, though. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Derek, we were talking, uh, Martin and I have three-quarter vests yes. on. We're like three, uh, not three-quarter vests, three-quarter jackets. Three-quarter zip season, Derek. It's, it's that season. He'll but tell you. We brought up it's vest season for you guys, isn't it? I, I absolutely have a brand-new FootJoy vest on. As we See? <laughs> I told you, didn't I tell you? I told him, Brent, I said, a thousand percent chance he's got one on. I got on. it out of the package last night, yeah. I had, had a big meeting recently with our wonderful FootJoy rep, Gary Vanover, and uh, ordered some new merchandise. All right. Uh, hey, I love the update on the, the play in town, but how about, seriously, how's the course looking? Is this uh, the weather been good for you guys over there at Southampton? The course is phenomenal this spring. Last spring we had a couple issues with some of the greens, but this spring is by far one of our best and uh, also one of our busiest. It's been absolutely crazy, but uh, golf course is fantastic right now. I can concur with uh, him on that. Living on the ninth uh, tee box of Southampton, the course is absolutely gorgeous. Um, the view from my backyard is nice and green, and the greens are rolling spectacular. You guys have done a really, really good job with the greens over the years, and uh, all the changes that you guys made have, have paid off. They've just been rolling beautifully. Well, I appreciate the kind words, but uh, you must not venture very far out because we, we just take care of the place in front of your house to make sure it looks good. <laughs> not only Thank that, goodness. hey, still charge him a cart fee, will you? I mean, even after all those words, still charge him a cart fee. Or at least make him spend some money there in the dining room. Uh, at, right. at the very least. I uh, buy some Vita de Louis tequila in there. Yeah, that, well, good drop yeah, right there. Thank we're, you. we're touching all the bases right now. <laughs> all right, hey, uh, hey, Derek, I'll leave you with this. Um, 
why is the difference? Uh, is it just pure weather? Uh, I know there was some there was there were some issues with some golf courses last year early in the year uh, anyway. Uh, but why why is it looking so good and and why have you had such success in the first couple of months of 2020? Well, uh, from a business standpoint, it's a little different. I think that's just related to the economy and, and people feeling more secure about their jobs and getting out and playing some golf finally after years of, of not feeling so good about their jobs. And you know, I think technology nowadays on the business side allows them to break away from the desk and still be accessible. I, I see people riding around the course with iPads and even laptops on occasion with their uh, awesome. uh, cell phone playing attached to it. So that's that's kind of the business sense, you know, in a nutshell. But uh, the golf course, we've had a little milder winter, not quite as much rain, but there's a lot of different things that we've done this year that we invested in and we had some issues last year that are certainly paying off. And my staff's just doing an absolutely fantastic job keeping an eye on everything. And, you know, it's just been great. I, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> Derek, thanks, man. Nice work. Keep up the good work, and we always appreciate your support of our Action Sports Jack Stream 18. It will be there in 2020. We're working on a couple of dates in September, but we have to wait until the Jack schedule comes out first. Uh, no London jokes dropping here. Just have to wait till the Jack schedule comes out, and then we'll figure out the exact Martin knows date. how I feel about all that, but uh, <laughs> you, you and I still have to have our round on the golf course. All right, we'll do it soon after the Players' Championship. Thanks, man. Have a good weekend. Good talking to you, brother. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me, guys. Good chatting with you. All right, uh, that's uh, Derek DiStefano from the Golf Club at Southampton. Go check out the course down there on 210. Uh, fun course to play, fun track, and in awesome shape right now. At least that's what Martin says. I haven't played enough golf, but I'll take their word for it, Derek and Martin. Uh, Brett Martin here, Martin Buckley from Palm Beach Autographs, right here at the 17th hole of TPC Sawgrass. Oh, what an office for the day, and uh, what a good guy here in town. If you don't know him, well, you should, and my guess is you probably do. Len Matisse, uh PGA player now hanging out on that Champions Tour. Don't, don't look old enough to be hanging out on that tour. Where's the gray hair? <laughs> oh, it's there. You just can't see it, <laughs> but it's there. Uh, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. Good to be with you guys yeah. here on uh, hole 16 and 17. Absolutely. Thanks for hanging out with us. And uh, do you ever get tired of this scene? You know, it's, people ask me what my favorite course is ever in the world, and this is top three. You know, this goes right along with probably Pine Valley in New Jersey yeah. and Pebble Beach. Really? Top three, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, uh, and it's my home course, so I'm very lucky. Yeah, and you play awesome. it uh, quite a bit, and obviously you still uh, pounded balls. And you, You've been, obviously, you, you were at on the PGA Tour for a while, and then there was a little bit of a lull in there, uh, but you picked up the pace. So whether it was Web.com Tour or now the Champions Tour, you still got a burden in the belly to yeah, play competitively? I sure do, yeah. I played uh, 12 exempt seasons and then played some of that Corn Ferry Tour to get ready for this Champions Tour. Yeah, so web.com, it's now Corn Ferry. Thanks yeah, for the update. No, no, I've, <laughs> but I've, I've always stayed active, and uh, I still have that passion and burn. How you play? Um, I'm swinging well, so I haven't been playing many tournaments, but I've played so far seven Champions events, and I look to play probably to get in five or ten more uh, for this year and see if I can crack me, you know, crack a top ten and get some momentum going. That's awesome. Uh, how do you juggle that with everything else going on now, which sometimes is stuff like this or events I've seen you speak at North Florida Junior Golf Foundation events and, and various events throughout the town, and now you're you're really helping uh, with the first tee of North Florida and, and really starting to raise some money. You had an event recently uh, at the end of last year, and you've got one coming up next week here at the Players' Championship. 
Yeah, thanks. I mean, I do stay busy building up my foundation, and I feel like it's important to give back to the community that I've been here since high school at Nice High School since ninth grade. Crazy. And really, what kind of you know what kind of time do you have if you can't find time to give back? So I feel like it's important, and the older golfers in front of me have paved that way. Guys like Davis Love and. Uh, even go back to like Jack Nicholas and Arnold Palmer. They, you know, they've donated. They have hospitals named after their names and all that. So the foundation is growing, Len Matisse Foundation, and we've raised uh, over now 500,000 for various groups. Yeah, thanks. See here in Jacksonville, 400,000 of that's gone to the First Tee of North Florida. So when that First Tee organization came about, uh, just about a little before 2000. I really join my name with that because I can associate. I was a kid growing up just wanting access to a golf course and to play the game that I love. So I feel it's important to give access and um, awareness to that organization. And we have this coming up Friday night uh, at the Players. It's March 13th. People can go on my website, lenmatisse.com, to check out the information. But we've been really blessed with about 15 to 20 corporate sponsors that have signed up. We're going to have probably three or 400 people. You guys are invited uh, to come join. And it's, it's, it's an awareness, you know, for, for the foundation and to be able to gain more funds to be able to give back to the kids here in Jacksonville. Well, listen, it's not a party, a full party, if you don't invite America's <laughs> guest, Martin Buckley. So you just did, and, and he's right. going, and now it's a party. So, uh, I mean, it was going to be great regardless, but now you just you just have to invite him. He doesn't even have to go. He's like but Tiger. America's you know, guest. He's like Tiger. You know, it's a party oh. when he shows up, you know. <laughs> so Speaking of Tiger, your thoughts, are, are you, even as uh, a guy that's in it, you know, you understand it, right? You can't, sometimes health and, and you're not ready to go or whatever. But don't we all get bummed when Tiger's not playing, especially here at home? Absolutely. I mean, I, I was out here two years ago watching with friends, uh, watching Tiger. He was in the mix. He was three shots back. Webb Simpson was record pace leading. And, you know, Webb had about... I love Webb's a, Webb's a Wake Forest Demon Deacon, so I root for Webb hard. He had about 300 people watching him in the last group, record pace. Tiger was three holes in front, and Tiger had 10,000 people That's watching Tiger. It was incredible. Tiger still drives the needle. So, he, you know, the, the ratings go up, the sponsorships jump on, more people come out. It's, it's really incredible, and he still does it. And obviously... He's doing everything he can to get 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 ready for the for the Masters coming up in a few weeks. So, uh, disappoint, very disappointing to hear that he's not going to be here. You know, Len, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you as we sit out here and you know land, uh, glance over at 16 over our right shoulder and then uh, 17 right over here and then um, 18 behind it. When when you look out here, you know, for for Brent and I, we look out here and and we see a lot of errant shots that ended up in the water. <laughs> That's what we see. And maybe we remember a couple of good ones. I've hit a couple of, uh, and seen Brent hit a couple of good ones here. When you look out here, maybe you could walk us through some of your favorite moments or you know some things that have happened uh, to you and your and your playing days out here. Yeah, sure. I mean, obviously, 16, 17, 18 is is where most of the action is happening, especially because there's the most cameras here. Uh, water on all three holes, and I think in March people have to realize that it's always windy usually in March. You know, May you is can kind hear of it today. Yeah, usually you can count on that 15, 20 mile per hour wind most of the days, and 17 and 18 play havoc. I mean, it's tough. The wind, the greens dry out, which means the balls aren't checking as much. They're gonna, the greens are gonna be firm, and 17 and 18 will play havoc with the with the heavy winds. So. Uh, scores will be a little higher than they are normally in May. And then the rough, now the rough is not huge, but it doesn't have to be. 
because the industry has changed the grooves of the club. So when people hit it in the rough now compared to years ago, they're not getting the spin. The tour players are not getting the spin that they used to. So the rough is just enough to where you can talk about three-inch rough to where the ball will fly out and not have that spin when it hits the green. So you're going to see a lot of balls that land on the green and bounce over. You'll see a lot of balls that land short and try and run up, and it's a guessing game even for the best players playing the tournament. So that's always a challenge. But these last three holes are bad. You know, the first, like, no one talks about the first hole. But, like, when I was, uh, I was, uh, one of the years I was up there in the top ten. And I went to Sunday and I birdied the first hole. And I just knew that I was going to have a great day. And that, that day ended up, I made nine birdies. Wow. Nine birdies wow, in 18 Sunday. holes. Yeah. So I ended up finishing fifth in the tournament. But the last three holes I had a chance to win. And that's what you want. You want to come down on this, you know, the last, especially the back nine, you know, with a chance to win. And then try and make pars and a few birdies. And if you do that and you don't have a disaster, you'll probably end up winning it. Yeah. How much have you come to appreciate that? And, by the way, I'm not going to ask you about the the, the, the 16th, the 17th hole and, and when you had a chance and all that. Google it if you want. But I feel like every time around with Led Matisse, i got to ask him about that. I'm not going to ask him about it. But what I want to ask you in a different way to touch on that because it's almost impossible not to be here and ask you a little bit but how much have you embraced the give and take of this which also encompasses your story which by the way you've so eloquently told over the years and it seems like you've come to peace with that story uh, but how much do you embrace that give and take as now being a part of it but nobody ever asked you about the success you've had around this part of the golf course are, are there some times that stick out like hey man I had a good moment here too <laughs> Well, that's part that's part of the game, you know. When you tee it up in any tournament, you're you're looking for you know you're looking for the highs, but you get the lows, and that's part of it. You know, it's part of the game that we play. And if you win one turn, if you win one time in a year, you've had a very successful year. So as players, we're used to kind of the disappointment and the uh, you know the, the a lot of losses. Yeah, yeah. You know, so that's part of it. But uh, we all do that in sports too. Or in life, we remember that bad stuff sometimes. Right? Yeah, and sometimes if you finish twentieth, it's it's a win. You know, it's it's not if you're if you're struggling and you finish twentieth in a tournament, it's actually a gain because then you can build momentum on it. I've had two top tens here, so I've had a lot of success. You know, um, it's been one of my more successful tournaments that I played, and and I noticed the the purse this year is fifteen million dollars. How about that? Fifteen million. I looked at the other majors, what the other majors are, and the U.S. Open, the Masters, the PGA. The Open Championship—they're all roughly on 12 million. So the the PGA Tour has really heightened this far and above purse-wise to try and get the best field, and they have. It's always the best field in golf. It should be a major, but just because of history, it's not a major. But it should be because it's the highest purse. It's the best field. It's yep. the most exciting golf course. It really is. Uh, right, say Augusta National. And these are the two most exciting courses that you'll find. And it's the home of the PGA. It's the players. It's the home of the PGA, you know, tour. So I would say, um, but you know what? Like for 17, I had a chance to win. I was tied for the lead. Uh, I birdied 16. That was my eighth birdie of the day. Man, I was awesome. tied for the lead. I go up on 17. And that's what you want. You want a chance to win. And um, I hit a great shot. You know, I, I hit, ended up hitting it over the green in the water, a splash down. And um, that was tough to take. It was very. It was a very tough loss. But, again... That's what you're trying to do, and we're all big boys, you know. We're all teed up, and we can take the disappointment. A lot of players came to me after that event and said, you know, at least you hit a good shot. Hold your head up high because 
I was in that position and I didn't hit a good shot. They might have hit it fat. They might have hosled it out to the right, thinned it and stuff. And that's tough to take, you know, because you wish you would hit a good shot. Yeah. So, you know, for whatever that's worth. Uh, but, they're, worth but, but, they're, but they're great memories. And then I ended up birding 18. Yeah. So, Unbelievable. You know, one of the hardest holes on the tour. It was, and that's really what I love why you tell that because that's a nine birdie day. Yeah. It's a great yeah, day. Everybody, on a Sunday. Everybody, of course, remembers the, the, on the, on the disappointment yeah. on the, because of the iconic hole. But, I mean, you talk about sports. Here's what I always say about sports. I don't know if we think about it with golf people. We think about it more like in the NBA and in football. But you got to, or, or tonight, Austin's fighting, right? Yeah. you got to enter the cage. you got to enter the arena. And to enter the arena, that takes courage, man, because the eight birdies can happen, and you can be like the yeah. crowd going nuts, and 17 can happen. As well, and then you also got to bounce back for 18 and try to finish like you did. So I love that part of sports, and uh, you got to enter the arena. But I'm sure, give us your best round out here on a practice day, or was well, that like that nine birdie day? Is that your best round? Well, that's the most birdies I've made, and you know, in the toughest competition on a Sunday at it's the amazing. players. I mean, I haven't made, I've never, I haven't even touched nine birdies. Um, six under is the best a casual round against you know like casual games with other tour players here, but. Um, so 66, but nine birdies has been the most. Wow. You know, I would say, I would say, you know, like a whole like today with the wind blowing in left to right on 17 and 18, the finish is going to be really exciting. You know, um, we're talking a lot about 16, 17, 18, but to your point, not a lot of people talk about one. One's a beautiful hole. Are there other holes on that? Is there a favorite hole on the golf course? Not 16, 17, 18. Well, 14. You? Watch out for 14. So, yeah. you know, four, hole, hole like 14 and 5, they'll get you. They, Tiger might not tough. be playing this week because of the 14th hole. He <laughs> hates it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's had some disaster on that hole. Um, yeah. Hole 14, hole 5, they're tough. And even the little holes like 12 and 4, you know, those are birdieable, very short par 4s, but you can make a double bogey very quick. So that's the beauty of this course where it's 18 challenging holes. They're like 18 experiences. You can't really find a hole that you'll, you'll, you'll just take a breather and say, all right, this is kind of an easy par. I can definitely get a birdie. There's nothing like that. And then when you play four rounds, 72 holes of these type holes, you know, it's, it's, that, that's why it's so exciting. Anything can happen. That's pretty cool. Uh, Len Batiste with us, uh, of course, uh, PGA Tour player, now heading out to the Champions Tour, but doing bigger things here back at home. Nice high school graduate uh, here with us on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Brett Morton along with Martin Buckley from Palm Beach Autographs filling in for Austin Lane, who's got a fight tonight in Dallas, Texas. Uh, I want to talk more about the charity stuff. But what kind of How cool is this event? It's called Rolls-Royce event. I mean... Can I can I drive one? Can I see we one? All get you know one? you I mean, can actually you all get one. <laughs> <laughs> you know you can get one for a week. You can actually get oh, one nice. for. So we're we're really going all out. So we're very fortunate. My foundation is very fortunate to partner with Rolls Royce, a group here in Jacksonville called SAC Collective. We've got Sassines Auto. We've got Fields Auto. We've got uh, Sassines excuse me Sassines Office Systems. We've got about uh, Live Oak Contracting. We have. Uh, we have about 10 to 15 uh, high-profile companies here in Jacksonville that are partnering with, with us at this party. So, yes, so my added, you know, I love parties you can go and drink. We have all the drink, all the capital food to eat. Uh, we have the band playing. We have, we have oceanfront homes, so beautiful setting. But that's not enough. So when I'm involved, we go, we go all out. So we're going to have a putting game. And a chipping game. Awesome. And if you hold the shot, if you hold, Brent, if you hold a 45-foot putt, you'll be able to drive a Rolls Royce for a week Ooh. here in Jacksonville. You'll have it around town, what a great drive around, 45-foot putt. Love now, it. that putt will be over the pool. 
Okay, it's going to be over the pool. <laughs> I like. All right, the chipping will be out towards the ocean. Only a 25-yard pitch, but if you hold that shot, you'll drive a Rolls Royce for the week. That Nobody's is gonna awesome. Be driving a Rolls Royce. That's so a great like, idea. That's how man. we that's roll. That's cool. no pun intended. That's how we go. That's so. how we roll. I like <laughs> it. Hey, listen, if 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 you put together uh, tournaments. You always try to find cool things. That's an awesome, unique thing to be able to give away a Rolls Royce for a week. It sets us apart, and it's going to be a great social networking event. And like I said, we have great corporate support. We're expecting 300 people, and this is an awareness for our foundation. You know, so all the funds that we collect will be able to add to the Stop the Bullying campaign that we do in Duval County. Uh, we're reaching out to Southeast Georgia. We're reaching out to St. Johns County to to grow that as well. We're kind of involved with kids who are fourth grade to twelfth grade and it's a tough subject. You know, kids yeah. who are bullied, uh, they they can't get that relief. You know, sometimes their families don't understand. Sometimes uh, the kids just don't let up. Kids day after day they get bullied. So we're trying to change that momentum here in Jacksonville and we're not gonna stop until that whole system of feeling kids belong in school, they feel good in school. We're, we're trying to really increase that awareness, So, as well as we do uh, events for the first tee of North Florida. Great job with it, man. You're doing a That's great awesome. job. Len Matisse, always great to visit with you. LenMatisse.com for more information. Correct. Next Friday here at the Players' Championship, go make a putt, go make a chip, roll around town in a Rolls Royce for a week. I'll be there. Thank Thanks, you very man. much. Thanks. Good to see you. We'll be back. Action Sports Jackson, on ESPN 690. Always good to catch up with Len Matisse. I didn't realize, I guess I forget the story sometime with Len Batiste. And the, the big story is everybody remembers 17. That's what we're talking about. And he's always so gracious to talk about it. It's almost like you can't not mention it. But uh, he had a chance to win in his hometown, much like, like a David Duvall and Mark McCumber and uh, Heck Furick came close. I know it's not yep. his home hometown, but. Um, and. and Matisse was that guy, you know, he had, he had a chance. But I didn't realize that was the same time. He had talked about the great round before, but I always forget that it was encompassing that same round. Eight birdies lead yeah. into it. And then he has talked about it uh, before. He's like, hey, I hit that shot crisp, yeah. you know, and it, that that meant something. On that hole, it's like sometimes it happens. Sometimes the wind gusts. Sometimes it's, it just shows you that hole. And then I didn't, And then the birdie on 18 is just spectacular to bounce back. just shows you kind of the mental fortitude of those guys. We would all collapse and made a 15 on the 18th <laughs> hole. Uh, so I appreciate him sharing that story. But doing big things now, and it helps stop bullying and also to give back to the game of golf with the first tee in North Florida. Check out LenMatisse.com. Always a uh, uh, great visit with Len. This is an extremely nice man, and he doesn't even really know it, and we didn't have time to get into it, but when I started the Action Sports Jack Stream 18 10 years ago, and yeah. we started it as, hey, let's go play a golf hole with some celebrities, with a kid from the first tee or North Florida Junior Golf Foundation, and a golf pro, and we just it was after the recession, so we just wanted to give golf a little bit of a push, because it's such a great golf area, and selfishly we needed something to do in the summer on tv and we had these half hour shows so we made it a tv segment that's what we did for the first five years uh had so many people play with us and martin's been great to it Uh, all the framed flags that uh, we've handed out over the years uh palm beach autographs these three holes with you did you play on one you you had one year we had 16 17 18 and we played with uh, russell knox you played with knox and uh marcus stroud and with Stroud. Yeah. Okay, good. We, I mean, if you go back and look at the names that played with us the it first five years, it was a lot of fun. Tebow played. Never forget Tebow and Urban Meyer yeah, playing the same one. one. I mean, cool. And Urban was not planned. 
Urban walked into the clubhouse at Glen Kernan because he was going to Tebow's event the, the next day. Yeah. And we needed someone in the media. And at that time, he had taken the year off. We didn't have a media player for that. I was like, Herbs, you're in the media. You're on ESPN. What do you think? He's like, hey, anything for Timmy. Like, well, it's not really for Timmy, it's for me, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Urban Meyer played, uh, with Tebow well, You had a lot of great names. You had Spurrier out there. Uh, Spurrier and a lot of the Jags over the yeah. years and Christian Leitner and, yeah. but anyway, what I was getting at is the first year I started it, I was like, well, I should get somebody involved that helped involved. And I asked Len, I was like, hey man, I'll start this thing up. It's like, you mind if I kind of put you on like some, almost like a board. It's not really even a board. We're not going to meet or anything, but, if we need anything, and and uh, he was so gracious uh, to to help out and kind of help me launch that a little bit, even behind the scenes, just in a small way. And I, I don't even know at the time because he was playing stuff, so he even knew what he was doing with it. He's like, "What? Who the heck's this guy? Who the heck's Brent?" <laughs> you know. But uh, somehow he was uh, he was so gracious and continues to be. And and uh, check out lenmatisse.com for his event. Uh, Damn it! I'm gonna roll around town in a Rolls Royce next week. If if I were to win that, that would be awesome. That, if let's make a deal. Well, if you think I tweet a lot now, oh dude! If I am driving a Rolls Royce for one week, you're gonna for be a on week, Facebook Live. It would just not stop. Like I won't <laughs> sleep. I'm gonna take the week off of work, except for radio. We're doing the radio show from the Rolls Royce. Absolutely, thousand percent. Rolls Royce still has like a certain something to it, doesn't it? Like it, it just oh, yeah. feels like yeah. But you don't see many of them. No. Isn't that kind of like an international car? You always car? see them outside. They're always like, uh, you know, when you walk into a fancy hotel, there's like a Rolls There you go. Ro- oh, yeah. look at that. It's a Rolls Royce over there. All right. If either one of us make that putt, the other person gets it for one day. One day. I, that's it. Oh, well, no, shake hands a coronavirus. Oh, coronavirus. So we uh, we, yeah. That was coronavirus fist pump. Yeah. Not handshake. Not handshake. But the deal is on. Yeah. We just want to <laughs> let you all know. Uh, <laughs> welcome in to Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Brent Martineau along with Martin Buckley from Palm Beach Autographs filling in for Austin Lane. And Austin, by the way, has fight night tonight. Uh, I don't care about the other guy, Scott, but give us his name again. Vernon who? Vernon Lewis. Vernon Lewis. I, I texted. Uh, I really try to leave Austin alone uh, at this time because he's locked in. Yeah, he's trying to get his head right. But I did want to, last fight he had, he, I think, had a little trouble with the weigh-in and his opponent. And uh, so I wanted to make sure the weigh-in went okay, and it did. I think uh, his opponent weighed in, Vernon weighed in at 264. Austin weighed in this morning, or, or yesterday, at 246. Um, and he's always in that 240s category, yeah. so he's always given up a little bit of pounds for quickness and, and everything else. Uh, so it's on tonight in Dallas, Texas. Uh, can we watch it? You can. And and uh, listen, I already told the story yesterday. I won't bore people with it. But we really tried to get a big watch party together. And it's very difficult because of Fight Pass and UFC and the restrictions for a lot of the bars and, and places to oh, do gotcha. it. And so we just couldn't figure it out in time. Hopefully for the so next one. So we're doing we'll it at your house. <laughs> no, everybody's doing it at their own house. Oh. You're not coming over to my house. No. Well, you can. But not all of you that are listening. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I spend three hours a day with you. Or really, you spend three hours a day with me. But uh, not tonight. But we are going to get it, and uh, looking forward to seeing how Austin does, and, and we'll all be uh, rooting for him. Here's the deal. UFC Fight Pass is how you do it. Apparently, it's like 10 bucks a month. Uh, and if you like UFC, if you're signed up for it, you obviously already have it. If you want to do it, you need 10 bucks a month. I mean, it's not an enormous amount of money. No. Uh, or there's actually a free trial. <laughs> Check it out. You guys could roll around on a victory tour in that rolls. Yes, oh, I like yes. it. Uh, so free trial, uh, I think, is available as well. But uh, the broadcast starts at 9 o'clock tonight. And 
it will. Uh, we think he'll be on around ten. So not you never know with those the fights. We'll but, still be uh, awake. We well, I'll be awake for Definitely. sure. So uh, yeah, you're a late night guy too, which oh, yeah. I like. We we probably text more between twelve and one a.m. than yeah. we do any other time of the Absolutely. day. Absolutely, I like that about you. Yep. Uh, but anyway, good luck to Austin tonight, man. I know he's ready for this fight, and I don't know much about like what if he wins, you get here or there. Like where is he on the ladder? Like the back up the ladder. But I he kind of has told me that if he wins this fight, he could be really on the verge of back into the UFC. Like really get a fast track. With a good win tonight, maybe even an entertaining win tonight. So uh, tonight's a big fight. That's I view awesome. it, you know, in the talks that we've had over the last 15 months, when he has fought or when he was about to fight, I think this one's a big one for Austin. So uh, we're pulling for him, we're rooting for him, and he's undefeated as a member of uh, ESPN 690. So he's got that on the line. Uh, he's he's got to bring home another W from Dallas, Texas. Bring home another belt. We got uh, a great pick. Uh, I've got my championship belt from your event. And then him with his championship belt, which they're pretty similar when you think about they it. They are. Yeah, you know, uh, the, the belt that I won from your golf tournament and the belt that he won from beating some dude's head in. Yeah, it's debatable which uh, one was more harder earned. Seriously. I mean, I'm out there for five hours <laughs> grinding with my friends, drinking cold beers, and, uh, you know. Can that? we all agree that it required precision impact? It absolutely required precision. <laughs> Great point. Really, really good point. Uh, very good, very good. I like that a lot, Scott. Uh, by the way, Scott's back there for Coos, who's been out here, um, hanging out in his new Hawaiian shirt. Dude, he has got, he's been pulling some serious swag out of that bag. What else you got in there, man? Well, his future wife and girlfriend work here at TPC Sawgrass. Yeah, he might get the fan. friends and family rate, although they might be hesitant to even give it to Coos. That thing's fantastic. He's got the pineapples. He's got the TPC logo. It looks like it's a nice fabric. Coos, did you go with um, medium or small? Medium. Yeah, I hope so. He, so he's walk. He's in the store, right? And he tries it on. Yeah. And it's a medium. And he's like, yeah. He's like, I might even have a little room in this. I was like, yeah, I don't know. I think that fits pretty good. Like, that's fine. And then he goes back to the rack like a couple minutes later, and he's like, I don't know. I think I could do a small in this. I'm like, no, nah, I think the medium was good, man. Like, yeah. The medium was good. Don't need the medium, and definitely don't need the small. So that's a good fit. Because yeah. Hawaiian shirts are a little different, right? That you have to weigh whether you should baggy it like Andy Reid. Oh, that's real baggy. Yeah. Or, or do you fit it like young guy? I think it depends on your build. I mean, obviously, this guy can pull off the schmedium, no problem. I'd probably be rocking the large on that, untucked, of course, hiding the belly at all. At all costs. Like, like, uh, like he said, this is a. I'm a little rounder than Austin. <laughs> yeah, they make rounder. those in big Kahuna sizes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the way, yes, they do. Is the answer to that? Uh, we can all play along. So um, go get yours, and that's part of the shop uh, here at the Players' Championship. Once again, the big story today, Tiger Woods will not play in the 2020 Players' Championship. So that certainly is a bummer. Everybody disappointed about that. Uh, and i got to be honest with you, I'm a little shocked. I did not anticipate that. I thought for sure he would be playing in this golf tournament. So I am surprised that he is not playing in this uh, golf tournament uh, for sure. Uh, hey, let's get your thoughts on some of the big topics in the in the football world, okay? Uh, we haven't talked enough football here on the show today, so apologies we for that. We got the football, though. We've got to we, go. we, we throw it around. Yeah, we got to get on this grass. Uh, this grass looks unbelievable. It's perfect. And uh, Tom Brady. This is interesting. This is interesting in your line of work, especially because 
What if he? First of all, what do you think is going to happen? Does he stay in New England or go somewhere else? Um, the longer that the, I now think, I think he's gone. Yeah, I'm with you. I think he's gone. I I don't I don't know why a, a franchise quarterback who has accomplished so much with an organization would run them essentially through the gauntlet like this. To for what? I mean, what's the gain? So I, I think it's I think it's just about done. Yeah, honestly, I I, I don't know if it's done, but I'm. I've been hedging toward, in fact, I've made a bet and might lose a bet that I think he's out of there. Yeah. I think he ends up potentially in the AFC South, Tennessee, Indianapolis. Uh, he could end up in Vegas. I don't know about this whole San Francisco thing as of late, but Tampa's a, I don't even think he ends up in Tampa. Uh, but I think no. Vrabel and Tennessee that are a good a fit sense. for him. Uh, in Vegas, I could see the bang of it all, right? The, like, he can hey, really boom. Pro- and he can really promote TV 12 big Absolutely. out in Vegas. Um, and you know him. what I did not realize because – Tom Brady doesn't let you in too much, you know. He's one of those guys, kind of quiet. He's been pretty good on Facebook with some of the things yeah, that he's do done. Yeah, they job there. But he, he really doesn't let you in, in. Hasn't in his career. He's done a little bit more as in the last couple years. But what he's done in these last couple months to almost egg this on a little bit, the whole Dana White conversation in the last couple of days, it feels like he's enjoying the attention, which I was a little surprised for Brady. But I think he's enjoying this part of it, which then does lend to some of the things you you might say, well, Vegas for Brady? Well, he doesn't want the lights of that. Maybe he does. Yeah. I Maybe mean, he does want all that. TB12 is obviously something that he's poured a ton of energy to, and I think if he if he can accomplish what he wants to do, play till he's 45 and really, really pump TB12, those big markets would be a huge um, – landing spot for him. The other thing, too, and I know other people have mentioned this, but it gets him out from under Bill Belichick. And he might, I mean, these guys are all competitive. And he's heard, oh, system quarterback and Belichick and this and that. He might say, you know what, let me go see and show these people I can go somewhere else and I can win and I do it on my own merit. So, I don't know. At, at this point, I really do, um, I, I, I think it's, I think I think he's gone. That's interesting that you think that. So what's his value in your game? You Obviously, uh, Martin Buckley here co-hosting, filling in for Austin Lane uh, from Palm Beach Autographs in the Avenues Mall. So he knows all about the memorabilia business. And we're going to ask you about Gardner Mitchell a little bit later sure. on uh, off the field and, and in this sense, in the business sense. But Tom Brady, I don't know where he fits in the memorabilia game right now. He might even have more play when his career is over because of the GOAT status and all the stuff that he's accomplished. Even like I would imagine Joe Montana still carries a lot of that. Uh, all those guys that have Super Bowl rings and, and all the accolades. But what if he goes to another team? Does that reopen the business almost and, and kind of uh, amp it up? Or does it take something away? So Tom's interesting. He does one signing a year for a company that we work very closely with. Everyone in the industry does. And um, he has a relationship with a guy there that he's always done all his autograph signings with. And he charges a ton. He's basically said, this is my rate. If you guys want it, great. If not, and every single time, every single signing, it sells out Wow! because of his success. Uh, I was talking to my business partner uh, about this just last week because we have a good selection. We have a bunch of jerseys and full-size helmets on him. We always try to keep him in stock for all of our events and retail stores and online and everything like that. And, you know, the things, thing that's going to happen if, say, let's say he leaves, his product for the Patriots is always going to – he's going to be a Hall of Famer as a Patriot. He's going to be remembered as a Patriot. So for a little bit, there might be some fans that are slighted or might not want anything, but they're going to come back. Um Almost kind of like how people are coming back now to uh, Peyton Manning on Colts items. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, now, now everyone wants Peyton on Colts, not so much Denver. But after the Super Bowl, they wanted him on Denver. They want Denver, yeah. So if he goes to another organization, what it will do is 
if he goes to Vegas or Tennessee, all those fans are going to want those items. New jerseys, new Absolutely. items, new so autographs. Now, yeah, so he's going to basically have two markets. Um, so essentially, it would it would double his demand. It would it would massively increase the demand. Yeah, and so with that, with a guy that doesn't do many of those things, he could either say. Say he signs a thousand pieces. I don't know what it is, but say he sells a thousand pieces. He could say, "I'm still only signing a thousand pieces. Yeah. Five hundred here, five hundred there." So the supply and demand then yep. obviously factors in big time. Or he could sign two thousand, and now you're making twice as much, probably because you're selling out anyway. Oh, absolutely. Whatever is put out by um, any of the companies is going to sell. But if he went to if he went to uh, any of those big markets, everyone, I mean, can you imagine the just the jerseys that would sell? So on the collectible side, yeah, it would be astronomical. Let me ask you this. Is Martin Buckley from Palm Beach Autographs uh, joining us and co-hosting the show? But I'm almost interviewing him here at the moment because (laughs) I love the memorabilia game. It's fascinating to me. Uh, And we always have questions. And if you have questions, by the way, call in 904-362-9901 or jump in on the social media side uh, on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. But in this day and age of branding, like LeBron, does it hurt him to play for three teams, or does it help him to play for three teams? Will it become a tactic to say, hey, I was here for half Adam Vinatieri. I know he's not this like huge name, but he's the greatest kicker of all time. Sure. Uh, it's ten years here, ten years there, right? Patriots, Indianapolis. Do, do you get a feel for that? And especially since the branding has changed so much, it feels like it's enhanced now for the for the individual player, even in the NFL, which is, used to be like the team game and the shield and all that. Uh, do you think it's a beneficial thing if you were an agent to say, hey, you're the super marketable guy, go play here for seven years, but hey, get up, dodge, and go to play for another team ain't going to hurt your value. Absolutely. I think you use the perfect example in LeBron, right? Let's let's look at LeBron. You know, had the Cleveland market, huge, leaves, goes to Miami, gigantic market, brings them championships, all the success. You know, you still you go down to a Miami, uh, Miami Heat game, you still see people wearing tons of LeBron stuff. Yeah. He left a huge mark there. Comes back to Cleveland, leaves them with a championship. Everyone's happy. They forget about him leaving, right? Then now he's out in L.A. doing the same thing. So he is a, a great example of a guy that has succeeded and has uh, a reach in all three of those markets. Now he has a reach everywhere. Um, but for a player like Vinatieri to have to, the opportunity to market himself in those two areas, whether it's with sports memorabilia or appearances or you know promoting different companies, yeah, you, you're just branding yourself to a, a, a wider market. That's interesting. Uh, your business fascinates me. Who's the hottest guy going right now? Is it Lamar Jackson? Lamar was on fire. Uh, he's st- he's still selling great. Or Patrick Mahomes. Yep, Mahomes' uh, stuff. Our, our buddy Preston has him exclusive, and he has been pumping it out. We've been selling both of those guys extremely well. And, and with both of those guys, too, they're, um, they're new to the game. So there's not a, not people don't have a lot of their product yet. So, you, you know, as with Brady, people have been buying his stuff over the last, what, 15 years. So these two guys, they're you know the young hot players in the league, and everybody's clamoring for you know for everything. And then obviously it goes without saying, uh, unfortunately, um, you know Kobe stuff. Is there a yeah. big oh, Kobe stuff? That's, yeah. that's a great call. I should ask you about that. Yep. I mean, is it, it's amazing sometimes. Uh, I think this happens with musicians and athletes. I don't know about actors. I think because this, this doesn't seem like. You're not selling stuff as an actor. I mean, maybe the movies get hot, but musicians especially, right? Musician passes away, and if it's an old timer, even if it's a young one, Prince. bam, right? Yeah. Uh, it, it really goes up. I 
do athletes work that same way? And obviously, you're looking at Kobe right now, and, and, and probably a huge impact. Yeah, I always say um, when things like that happen, it's my least favorite part of what I do because um, it just by nature. When I always say uh, the way it works is when someone comes into the league, that their autograph is going to be you know that one price. Then, depending on how, if they succeed, end up winning MVPs, championships, going to the Hall of Fame. That's going to be their next hike yeah and unfortunately uh the the last time it happens is when unfortunately a person passes away and in this instance with him being so young and it being so tragic um you know there we've seen a massive spike so what we do uh whenever anything like this happens is we always kind of pull everything off the website uh and we just sort of you know wait for a little while and then see where the market lands and then readdress everything because um it just kind of it just feels wrong a profit off of a tragedy like that. Yeah, There's yeah. a lot of people online right now that are doing that, and to each his own. But um, we we do we have jerseys and basketballs and things like that. But yeah, everything um, you know right now is probably about at least five times, if not six or seven times, much as much uh, that it was before. Wow! So you see a huge increase because will, will that go down uh, with time? I don't think so. I actually think it'll go the other way with with uh, Kobe. Um, because of the success that he had, because of the championships, you can basically put him right there kind of with Jordan uh, in the mark that they've left for the game. Yep. And Jordan's stuff just continues to, all of a sudden, just a few months ago, everything in the industry, because uh, he has a deal with Upper Deck, just doubled. Just doubled. Wow. All of a sudden. So um, I really think um, that that his stuff and the mark that Kobe left on the game and his legacy, I think it's going to continue to rise and rise and rise and rise and rise. All right. Uh, more on that, including Gardner Minshew's value off the field, even though we don't know if he's a starting quarterback or not. We're going to get into that a little bit later on. Cool, uh, I think John Bachman's there. Is that right, Scott? No, no. Bachman here at the moment. Oh, he said me, told me he's on his way up, and he's not on his way up. How about this? Let's do a, take a break. And uh, when we come back, we're going to have the superintendent of TPC Sawgrass here on the show. And, uh, man, i got a million questions about blades of grass. Be, be really careful with the way I phrase that. Really careful. I was working hard. Uh, grass. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, anyway, we've got that. How does this place look so beautiful? It certainly looks beautiful on a Friday afternoon here in Ponte Vedra, northeast Florida. TPC Sawgrass, the Players' Championship on the horizon. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 rolls on right after this. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 and ESPN690.com. I bet our office looks better than your office today. And how about one to brag? No. I mean, unless it's like on the golf course with you or Bachman or somebody else. But uh, I'm not one to brag here to the to the listeners. But, hey, we got a good office. Check out Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, YouTube. Twitch number incredible yesterday. Are we, are we on TikTok? Kudos. We're not on TikTok yet. TikTok. <laughs> not yet. Not that I know of. Kudos, can you Might put be us on, on TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> uh, and we're trying to keep our kids off TikTok, yes. right, John Bachman? Without question. <laughs> Good to have John Bachman here as well. Brett Martino uh, and Martin Buckley from Palm Beach Autographs uh, co-hosting with me as Austin Lane has fight night tonight in the MMA uh, in Dallas, Texas. We wish him luck and uh, hope he gets it done later tonight. You can check that out on Fight Pass. And uh, around 9 o'clock is when the broadcast starts, 10 o'clock 
is when the fight happens. Have and we'll you, have a recap of that on uh, Action Sports Shacks on TV on CBS 47 and Fox 30 later tonight. Have I'm, I what? I'm glad we're going to have that. Have you talked to him today? I, I tried to reach out to him. He's uh, He's gone dark for me. Yeah, well, I, I texted him uh, just briefly just to ask if the weigh-in went okay, but yeah. I really tried to avoid him. Yeah. My guess is, like, I picture if I was about to fight in a cage... Yeah, I'd be trying to get, tonight, like, get in the I right feel mind. Like I would be, like, in a dark room. Yeah, with, like, I'd Megadeth playing. crying underneath the sheets. <laughs> 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 exactly. Yeah, I might be doing that, too. Exactly. I'd, I'd be bugging him about spots to... that he hasn't cut yet and uh, <laughs> letting him know he's got some promotional appearances. I want to get him fired up. I want him to get him angry. I want him to be PO'd so that when he's walking in there, he's... Thinking of me, but hitting that guy, and it's, uh, everybody wins. That's awesome. Uh, I, I, you know, it's crazy thing. I said this to my dad's in town. I said it to him today. I said Austin is like the nicest guy in the world. I don't know how he goes from this guy to like he looks like he could be a, a like a bad dude, right? Yeah. But but he's not. Like he's no. the nicest guy in the world. But yeah. those are the scariest dudes, Brent. But how do you get in the cage and turn the switch from nice guy that we see every day from 3 to mm. 6 and here every day and get to the cage where you want to absolutely destroy that guy for for 25 minutes or whatever it is um, in a cage in, in Texas tonight? He's able to flip that switch? I mm. think that's just the competitor side yeah. of you know, athletes. Uh, Plus, he's probably yeah, got some I, pent-up anger in there, I'm guessing. But yeah, I want to be around you all the time. Yeah, it's true, but three I'm hours like, a day. What do you think? <laughs> He's got to get it out. That's true. But I want to beat you guys on the golf course. But I don't want to hit you with the club. <laughs> wait, now wait a second. What are you saying? Because that's happened before. <laughs> it actually has happened. <laughs> the Bachman, maybe not the Bachman. All right. Uh, hey, we I got have the bruise to prove it, man. Yeah, we have the superintendent of uh, CPC Sawgrass here with us. So I got to get you out of here. All so right. let us know what's going on uh, tonight on Action News Jacks on CBS 47 and Fox 30 on a Friday. Send the people into the weekend with good news, other than Tiger Woods isn't playing in the 2020 oh, Players' Championship. Well, I guess this is good news. The Dow is only down 250 points today. That's good news. That is kind of a win when the Dow is only uh, down 250. The late, after this last couple of weeks, yeah. No, the other thing, uh, as you know, Saturday night, Sunday morning, technically, is daylight savings time. Daylight saving time, so you got to yeah, you, you said that forward. like, you know? No, I didn't. That's actually this weekend, Daylight Savings? Oh, boy, Brent. Yes, t- you lose an hour of sleep on Saturday night. Yes, you will be grouchy on Sunday morning. Yeah. But here's the deal. Sleep doesn't here's, huh, it doesn't matter to you? You don't sleep anyway, I guess. But for as little as you sleep, losing an hour would be significant, I would think. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Okay, well, we're going to find out. I don't want to. I don't think I want to talk to you on Monday. But anyway, um, here's the deal, though. In, uh, two years ago in Florida, we voted to... Uh, basically keep daylight saving time so we would get rid of the the changing right we just we would we'll spring forward this time and then we just stay on that time right that's what we voted for two years ago so tonight at five on action news jacks uh we are going to look at where that is in the process because uh let's just say florida voters want it but it hasn't happened yet so we're going to tell you exactly where that process is in case you're curious about why we haven't gotten rid of the the time change, if you will. That's a heck of a tease, man. I am kind of curious. We well, voted to not move daylight savings time, yet we haven't done it yet. Like, what that's the heck? Right. Let's well, just do it. I'll give just you a don't. hint. I'll give you a hint. Changing it would require participation in Washington, D.C. at the Capitol. Ah, uh, Washington, D.C. gets involved. So there you have it. Okay, very All right. good. That's a great tease. You got All anything right. else? Uh, we got a lot of stuff going on. We actually are covering uh, the, the preview party down there at the uh, TPC tonight. We've got a crew that will be there, so we'll have that. Let's see. Uh, 
the J Fund event is tonight. We're gonna yes, we're gonna get some video from that. Lots this of stuff going on. In the next it, ten days. This awesome. is gonna be the this is the place to be the next ten days. You're absolutely I don't know right. What Tiger's thinking, man. Should have been here. Apparently he's got back problems. Is that what it is? Is back problems? Yeah, back. He's probably just trying to be extra careful so he can play in the Masters, right? I mean, that's the thing. That's what he wants. I would think so. Yeah, I would think so. He's got to go defend at the Masters. Yeah. Be ready for that. We get it. Yeah, but it stinks uh, for for those of us who want to see him and for the TV audience, I'm sure, who is looking forward to seeing him. Yeah, as much as I love and love and love and love Tiger Woods, this is the day I get mad at Tiger Woods and don't like him right now because he should be here at our tournament. So he hasn't that. done real well I'll get here over in a long by, time. By though, the right? Masters, but what? He hasn't done real well in this tournament lately. I know he. I guess that's yeah, well. Twenty thirteen, he won. Man, he made a great run. Twenty thirteen, well, he won, but he made a great run a couple years ago. I mean, this place was electric on the weekend. I mean, it was unbelievable. I, it was. It was a day I'll tell like my grandkids about, and I no have kidding. video to prove it. Right. They were running like he went on this birdie binge, and he was. We're, people were running from the fifth hole to the sixth hole. Green to tee, and it was like this massive crowd awesome. just to see him tee off. It was, it was unbelievable. It was the Beatles. It was the whatever. It was it was Tiger full tilt uh, a couple years ago here at the Players Championship on a Saturday. He moves uh, the needle, doesn't he? It uh, is incredible. Amazing. I mean, that's not new news. Can I tell my Tiger story before then leave, or do you need me to leave like right now? Uh, be, you got to do it quick. I'll do it in less than two minutes. I was covering the U.S. Open at Pinehurst back in whatever that year was twenty two thousand and uh, let's go two thousand and. Uh, five, 2005 Pinehurst. It was when, um, no, it doesn't matter. He didn't win. But I was there covering, and I was working the morning shift, and I was going to do a live shot, and I missed my live shot, but I found Tiger Woods there Monday morning when it was still dark out. And so I went to cover Tiger, and the first hole, I was walking down the, the, the hole with Tiger and probably seven or eight other people. By the fifth hole, there were thousands of people following Tiger. That's how much of an impact he has on fans in this game. It's this amazing. was a Monday practice round. Amazing. It's so. amazing how what he does. Uh, yep. John Bachman, uh, Tanika Hughes, Mike Borish, and the rest of us on the Action Sports Jacks team tonight, 5 o'clock to 7 o'clock, and 10 p.m. until 11.30 p.m. Have a good weekend, man. Thank you very much. Take care, y'all. All right, See CBS you, 47 and Fox 30. All right, now let's bring in Jeff Plotz, superintendent here at TPC Sawgrass. Thanks for hanging out, by the way. Sorry to uh, keep you waiting. Let's get that mic going up here so everybody can hear you. And we've got some uh, questions for you about this beauty of a golf course. Congratulations. Uh, this thing looks amazing. I've been doing this a dozen years. Every time I walk in, it's like, holy cow, today we went over to the uh, fan shop. And I had to jump over a piece of grass, some grass. I was like, I asked the guy, I said, am I allowed to walk on this right now? Because it looks way too perfect for my feet. Uh, well, thank you. We have a really, really good team. That's why it looks so good. Uh, how is it all, like, from your perspective, I said this to Jared Rice, executive director of the Players' Championship. Sure. We had him on the last few weeks. And I said this to him. It's like, if I do a show on TV tomorrow night and Sunday night, the viewer might be like, hey, uh, Brent's doing a show. It might be like the same show. But for me, I might have had a better show Saturday. I had a better show Sunday. You know, like we might all say, man, this place looks beautiful. But from your point of view, you might say, well, that little area looked better last year, or it looks better this year. Do well, you do that sometimes? Oh, absolutely. I, I think we're our own worst critic in, in trying to prepare a facility like this uh, for a major championship. You have to You have to scrutinize everything. And some people say... You know, it's a blessing to be able to see those things and kind of tweak those things. And I say perhaps it's a curse because yeah. I never see it really good. I don't stop and recognize things that are good because I'm always focused on the things that are just not quite right to my liking. And uh, I don't know. I, I keep saying we're getting really, really close to being just premium all the time. Um, 
you know, but I, I keep saying that, and I want to see it to kind of fruition. And, and will we ever get there? I don't know. Um, I certainly am going to try, and I think we got a, a good group of uh, young men and women who are dedicated to seeing this uh, this facility be, you know, better than it is right now and always having the very best players' championship. Well, we appreciate taking that keen of a look at it because for us, again, it looks magnificent. I think on TV it looks magnificent. How much does the move to March, uh, all the things that go into that, uh, the new uh, fairways over the last handful of years, all the improvements, how much is that what we're looking at right now, uh, and especially the calendar, as I mentioned, made of March, does it make a big difference? Well, it certainly does. I mean, the aesthetics of, in alone, just going to March is what is what everybody kind of is in shock and awe of, and that's the overseeding. The ryegrass overseeding out there is uh, what gives it the vibrant uh, color, and, and you can see the stripes from the different definitions of uh, fairway cut, uh, approach cut. Those are all due to the cool season grasses that we plant here for the winter months, and and certainly that's gonna. It's just kind of coming into its own here in March. Um, that's the time that it really kind of shine for this area. Um, there's another golf course somewhere, just a little. I think it's south. I'm not sure. Maybe a little north and east of here <laughs> that has a grass that's very similar. Not quite as showy as this one, perhaps. I don't know. Love it. Uh, but no, it, it's it's just one of those things that kind of begins to separate you from other another facility. And, and that being said, uh, Brett Martino, Martin Buckley here, and and Jeff Plot, superintendent at TPC Sawgrass. How much did you ever think when you got into this schooling and and all the work you've put in to get to where you are right now at this beautiful facility, one of the most iconic places in the world? that you'd also have to take in consideration HD television and how it might look on TV. <laughs> That's a great point. <laughs> Never had that thought in my mind. In the wildest <laughs> dreams, I'd hoped and dreamed that I could get to a facility sim- similar to this. And, uh, you know, I pinch myself every day when you're out here. And it's it's been more special when all the, 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 the setup that is so beautiful. I mean, it is absolutely gorgeous sitting here in the bowl at uh, 16, 17. Uh, the setup that the team does here is phenomenal. But when you're out here early in the morning or late in the evening and, and you know, it's quiet and you see the eagles flying and, you know, you just see the wildlife come to life and see the shadows of the golf course and you just kind of go, man, this place is really something special because every golf hole, it's not just 17, it's it's every golf hole is, is really something special. And, and uh, they just have a look in their own character every way around the golf course. That's awesome, Jeff. Uh, I was talking to Brent earlier about this. Um, this golf course, I've been. This is my 21st year coming out here, and I was telling some of the guys earlier today. The thing that's so incredible about this course is every single year, the course, the setup, everything just is always a notch better. You guys do such a good job. Um, Brent and I are lucky enough to be able to play this course kind of throughout the year. And it's always in great shape. You never come out here. We've never come out here and said, oh, the tee boxes are in bad shape. Especially recently. I mean, it's it's phenomenal. And with all that being said, I'm just curious, you know, as a fan of the game and and, and looking out here and seeing how perfect and lush, what what are some of the biggest obstacles that you you kind of face – on a on a on a tournament basis like this, like what are some of the things like Mother Nature? Mother Nature is your biggest enemy, or couldn't be your biggest ally. I mean, you know, you could 
today, right now, is a beautiful day. We had a little bit warmer, a lot more sun than they had originally forecasted. Sorry, any of the weathermen out there, but uh, I'm, I'm like it when you miss and you, you call for cloud and we get sun. Uh, the, the reality is Mother Nature is our biggest, uh, biggest ally. It's the biggest thing that can hurt us or help us, and uh, certainly we're asking her to help us right now and, and to trying to get the best conditions that we can. And what, are, what are these guys doing right now? Just watering it so, down? But yeah, I mean, what, he's, what just, they? He's, he's just touching up some, some dry spots there. That's Andrew. Andrew's doing a nice job just working through the green, and uh, really he's kind of working just off the green there behind the back of that bunker. Um, so we just finished mowing fairways and approaches there on 16, and um, so they're just doing the final touches tonight to, to kind of put it to bed. It's always cool. Uh, I love watching, you know, uh, when the mowers come out here, it's like a fleet. Oh, yeah. All these guys coming down and making these perfect lines. Um, tell me a little bit now. I remember you guys just redid all the, the fairways and the greens, right, with, like, ventilation systems or, or like, sub-air. Sub-air systems. Yeah. So that was, I mean, that's been a number of years, years ago. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's been a number of years ago. But uh, the precision air systems is what they are uh, that we have in the, in the greens. Um, they'll help us evacuate water uh, a little bit faster than just gravity will, uh, which is a which is a key ingredient for us. And uh, they do have the ability to kind of blow air into the green as well. Um, and it's just an aeration tool. It's another great tool. Uh, I'm not going to try to make anything you know any great claim that it's you know the saving grace for us. It's not. It's but it's a good tool. But on a um, rainy day, does that? It helps. Yeah. It helps. I mean. It's uh, it's not going to be again. You're not going to turn something once it gets wet to bone dry, uh, and I think that's the vision out there yeah, is yeah. that you, you can have something like that. You can just you know turn it dry. No, I wish you could, but you can't. Uh, you know, it, it's once water gets held into capillary space, it's really difficult to get it to extract. So it's just. Uh, uh, but it's a good tool for us. I know we got to let you go because we took a long time uh, just to get you on, so I apologize and keep you waiting, uh, uh, but we love having you on. I, I find this fascinating. Uh, so instead of people asking us to ask you, what is the m- most popular question you get? Well, man, that's that's difficult. Uh, you know, one of the things is how do you choose the whole locations? Um, no, I don't. I don't choose them. It's a committee. It's a rules committee that chooses the whole locations. They they can vary every day and every you know from year to year. Uh, so we have kind of a ballpark where they're going to be, but uh, whether they actually end up there or not is really up to the rule staff. That's one of the big questions. Um, you know, the other big question is, what time do you get here? In the morning? You know, <laughs> what, what is time that? do you leave? So, you know, our team we'll, we'll probably uh, we'll be coming in around 4:30 in the morning. Um, we'll leave somewhere around 7:30 in the evening. Uh, we do get it. We like it when tournament comes because we actually get a break while the competition's going on. We're on call, those types of things. But uh, you know, it's a long, it's a long few weeks. Uh, but these guys are here for that reason. I mean, we're all here because we love uh, tournament golf. We love uh, the Players Championship, and and we want to do the very, very best we can. And it takes commitment to do it. Uh, you do a great job. Jeff Plot, Superintendent, TPC Sawgrass, here with us on Action Sports Checks on ESPN 690. Uh, yeah, I see you have a wedding ring, so I'm assuming you have a family. I don't know if you have kids, but does do. sometimes your kids or your family say, Dad, you love 17 maybe more than us. And do you almost have to? Don't worry, they're not listening. 
I mean, listen, I, I have more pictures of 17 than I have of my yeah, kids, no, and no I don't question. work here. I probably do, too, of, of just various <laughs> things around the golf course, and they kind of question that from time to time. But, you know, I'm fortunate. I have a really good family. My wife and my son uh, come out here and spend a little time with me during this time of the year just because I don't get to see them otherwise. Um, so it's it's really kind of cool. And, and, you know, i got a son that likes to play golf. He's a sports nut, so he's playing sports all the time. But, uh, you know, what a better place in the world to kind of come out and have a playground is is a top 100 golf course in the world. Absolutely. And you said it, though. There's a sense of pride about your whole staff. Uh, no do question. Do you feel a little – I know you got to love every hole, but, I mean, don't you have to love this one a little bit more? You know – no, really, no. I think uh, I think they're like kids, you know. You love every one of them. Every one of them has a little quirk and a little problem, and you're trying to help them fix it out. And you know, uh, some of them are, might be a little prettier than others, but uh, you know, it, it it just is. You love them all the same, and uh, and I think that's the kind of commitment you have to have. Awesome. Uh, I know you got to go and, and get to another stop. So uh, Jeff Plot, superintendent at TPC Sawgrass. I don't know what anybody else is saying, but if you want to feel good about yourself, just come see us. We'll tell you that we love it. It's unbelievable. Well, the thanks, place guys. Looks I appreciate you all having me on. Thanks, I hope man. you have a great week. Yeah, you thanks, too. You have too, a uh, continued good work and uh, success this week. Hope the weather holds. Mother Nature key, of course, at the uh, Players' Championship. Thanks a lot, Jeff. Appreciate you. Uh, it's unbelievable. Uh, really how good this place looks and, and what they're able to do. Hey, let's take a quick time out if we can. Scott, when we come back, uh, we'll get to some other sports going on in the world. Steph Curry's back. Koo says it was a great game. I'm like, really? Was it? Come on. Steph Curry out on 17 might be a cool thing to see. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690 when we come back. Martin Buckley absolutely thinks I hate Steph Curry. I do. And I have text messages to prove it. (laughs) I don't hate him. But Kuz said 23 points and 3 for 12 shooting is like he played well. He's balling. And 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 the best Steve Kerr could say was, well, he looked like he was good rhythm and, and good movement. And that's like saying you got a good personality, man. Seven assists, yeah. seven rebounds. Listen, 23 points, seven assists, what? seven rebounds is like going out and getting a cup of coffee in the My NBA. Goodness. This That's is, what happens. What do you think about his chewing on his mouthpiece, Brent? I hate that part of him. That's the part I hate. Listen, <laughs> I don't mind Steph Curry anymore because now he's not beating LeBron in the finals. I think that's why I really got mad. I was being a bit of a about it. You wanted him to get to Jordan? Yeah, I just wanted LeBron. I didn't, LeBron, I think, is it's Jordan, LeBron, Will, whatever you want to say. But you need more. Cha- like the more championships oh, you yeah. pile up, the more you can make that case. And so I wanted him to get to more championships. Now I'm not so sure. I don't like the Lakers. But he's looking pretty good so far. All right, that's our basketball talk for the day. It's about <laughs> as much as we talk about the uh, NBA here on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN. I know about it. Brent Martino, Martin Buckley from uh, Palm Beach Autographs uh, filling in for Austin Lane. Uh, we are not as tough today here on a Friday, but that's okay. Yeah. And it's now Chris time. Reimer. I came in here scared to say things, and then I saw Martin. I'm like, I can say anything I want yeah, now. Absolutely. Yeah, I can talk bad, bad as I want about Martin. No, no, one, no one's going to beat me up. You know, it's a great moment right now inside. <laughs> There's a sense of pride uh, for me. Okay. Is that, like, you're not supposed to cheat on things. Okay. Right? You're not supposed to feel good about cheating on things. Right. But I hope right now you feel like you're cheating. Okay. And you feel awesome about it, because I okay. kind of do. Okay. What I'm getting at here yep. is um, I can't really say it out loud. Right. But I'm going to see somebody in the office on Sunday yep. 
and you're going to get a text message probably from somebody okay. that you often see yep. that we both know. Okay. And and we're going to feel good about it. I don't know about you, but I am. Okay. You have get you, what I'm saying? I have no idea. Do you I have, have any idea I what he's talking about? I have no idea what's happening. We're going right to get now. a text message from someone we know. Yeah, I just need to be looped in. We're going to feel like we're cheating about something. Yeah. Has he been banging on a trash can? Do you ever do any other radio in town? <laughs> I have. <laughs> I have done some other radio. <laughs> but, but, I. No one's got me on contract. Uh, All right? I you know what I'm saying? I'm like, just saying. Like, but, but this somebody <laughs> okay. probably feels like he got does it. have people yeah. on the contract. I got you. Yeah. I, I get it Subtle, now. Brett. So Subtle. Used to, every now and then I would go do a uh, – on Friday, it was tradition, I would go on uh, First Coast News. Am I allowed to say that you on can, here? Well, okay. Can, well, not really. I would but. go on there with Team Sideline and do a quick – and do a quick, you know, here's what's happening at the players today. And every time I'd see <laughs> – your guy, he would just shoot. <laughs> oh, I would get, I would get such a head shake uh, from him. So we're we're inside I'm, baseball here. I'm a little equal. Bit, I'm an equal opportunity uh, players championship PGA tour uh, uh, promoter. Yeah. So, but absolutely, you're, yeah, you're you long be. been one of my favorites. Yeah, well, Brent you're Martin, our the hardest working man in Jackson. That needs to be your ring you know, on that right there. Hardest right working man in Jackson. Chris Reimer from the PGA tour. How's it going anyway, man? You guys. Uh, you guys are killing it. My hair's on fire. It's a biz. It's a advance week is almost harder than the week. tournament week because you're just trying to get those last minute preps going and you're getting the field out. And uh, but when you get out on the course, when you get out of the cube, and you get out here, I mean, just look how gorgeous this place is and how far it's come and the the build out and the the preparations. I know you guys were talking grass. I mean, it really is stunning. Um, <laughs> Unbelievable. I can't wait to see this this. Uh, this lawn full of people with the chain smokers um, on Tuesday with the flyover and the military appreciation ceremonies. One of my favorite days of the year. Um, so, yeah. And then, and then you know, when you get through Tuesday, you get into Wednesday, and it's the caddy competition, and it's like that last day of practice, and everyone's out here fun. And then you get the buzz. Okay, now it's time. Now birdies and bogeys are counting. Um, and, and, you know, I say it a lot. We have, a, we have a lot of players whose names resonate with fans, whether it's Ricky or Rory or Brooks or Dustin or Phil or whoever it is. It really doesn't matter on Sunday. Yes, Sunday, right. you're tuning in to watch these three holes. Absolutely. And see, it, it could be, you know, Brent Martineau, Chris Reimer on top of the leaderboard, and you're still going to tune in just to see what happens at 17. I would 17. definitely <laughs> tune in. Of course. I mean, that's everybody wants to watch us knocking on it. But, but, but my point is, like, there are some places where the course is actually the star, and this is one of them. This is it, and yeah. I know. Listen, uh, we've said it all day uh, yeah. uh, this afternoon because we got word that Tiger's not yep. going to play. Um, but it's true. I mean, listen, there's been events where Tiger, there's been this tournament where Tiger hasn't been able to play, or uh, other big star names have not been able to play. The tournament goes on. The tournament's sure. great. Yep. Uh, we get the Tiger buzz. You guys get the Tiger buzz yes, as well. Of course, got to be a little bit of disappointment. Uh, because He's I think the, the expectation, right, was was he would play. It was just a little surprising. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think I think they were they were we were making plans for different announcements and things that included Tiger. That you know, we were talking to people about what time his press conference would be on on on, on Tuesday. So we were everybody was was expecting him to be here. Um, and of course, he's the exclamation point. You know, it, it's almost like yes, the course is the star, and all those players I named are the star. You throw him in the mix, and it's just. Bam. It's just that much more. The full package. But I don't think there's a level of this event is a little bit tiger-proof. We're going to have an amazing week, and it's going to be a success. And so, yeah, little airs let out a balloon, but but uh, not that much. Uh, Chris, I was talking to the um, 
the last gentleman about it when you, you guys just continue to do such a, a great job out here. Um, what are some of the things that, that some of the, the fans can expect different this year from yeah. from last year? So, um, you know, there's always new, new food partners. We're always yes. going to expand that, and I think food has become... Uh, such a staple of this event. We put out the bucket lists on our website. So if you're coming to the event for the first time, go to theplayers.com, click on uh, Plan Your Experience. And if you're a socialite and you just came out here to see people, be seen, drink, there's a bucket list for that. So here are the places you have to go. If you're a foodie, here are the other places you have to go. If you're a hardcore golf watcher, we're going to tell you where you might see the longest putt, where you might see an eagle, where you're going to see guys hit driver. So all those different areas. Um I think there's always an added element of where to go, where to be, where to eat. And we're trying to get – this is the defining moment. This is the bucket list area. you got to be on the lawn at 17 when the big moments happen. But we've also built all these places away from that. The, the grandstands between 12 and 13 where you awesome guys have seen before. Um, the Takaloo's right there. The Taco's Trucks on, on 10. Yep. And then Trucks on 10. And, then, and now you're getting into the front nine a little bit too. We've got – uh, a new wine lounge on the 8th green. The Wine and Dino 9 has been there forever. So there's elements that are the same but are still kind of new. And then um, this year, for those that don't come out to the tournament, um, you'll be able to watch every single player hit every shot live. That's, cool. that's never happened in golf live before. There's There's been stuff that's been a little bit taped. But to be able to – and even if you're on site and you want to see – where a certain player is on the whole, that's available um, through PGA Tour Live. So um, that's going to be a really cool enhancement and kind of the future of broadcasting this particular sport. You know, in every other sport, there's one ball, one field, and you're just kind of watching the action happen. And in golf, you know, 72 guys out on the course at any given time. Um, You start thinking about that and... uh, and, and golf betting and wagering and, and online wagering and how that will work into it is just uh, you know the, so the whole new world yeah there's yeah. no limit but you said it because it's this one sport in golf with if you're not watching on TV but you hear this roar right you're like hey what just happened yeah. well now you can check it out and of yeah. course you guys have a lot of phones on and yeah. on, uh, premises and all that stuff you got a couple more minutes yeah are we gonna yeah. take a quick break no we come back more with Chris Reimer from the PGA Tour ahead of the Players Championship one final hour here this week and then. Well, for Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690, it will be Players Championship Week. We're coming back from TPC Sawgrass, 16th and 17th hole. What a beautiful afternoon here on a Friday in Ponte Vedra. One more hour to go here on a Friday edition of Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. What a beautiful late afternoon, early evening here in Northeast Florida, Ponte Vedra and TPC Sawgrass and We've got an awesome setting behind us as the sun continues to shine. The wind continues to blow, but it's beautiful. And uh, we are now less than a week away from the Players' Championship 2020. Of course, the big news today, Tiger Woods will not play in the Players' Championship this year. The back's too tight at every intention of playing. I think it comes as a little bit of a surprise that he's not. But uh, that also shows you how much he wanted to play and be ready to play. The deadline is like right now uh, to get into the Players' Championship for next week, and, uh, well, a couple hours ago it came out that Tiger Woods will not play. The show goes on. We'll be here. You'll be here. We'll all be here. The star is right behind me. That is the 17th hole in this golf course, uh, which looks fantastic. Martin Buckley with us from Palm Beach Autographs. Appreciate him hanging out with us on a Friday, filling in for Austin, as it's been guest week as Austin's away in Dallas, Texas, because he's got a fight tonight in the MMA. Fight Pass is the way to see that, and uh, we wish Austin luck. Of course, we can't wait to see him fight tonight in Texas. It will be around 10 o'clock. The broadcast starts at 9, and uh, looking to remain undefeated. 
as co-host here on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Who's he got? Vernon Lewis. Okay. Not Lennox, but Vernon. Got it. It's not his brother? No relation? Uh, not really okay. sure about Vernon. I don't know much about him. Uh, I know oh, he's he weighs, going down. He weighed in at 264 yeah. pounds. Austin weighed in at 246 pounds. Okay. And my money's on Austin Lane because it has to be. Right. I sit right yeah, you're, not allowed, you're not allowed to, you're not allowed to <laughs> say anything different. Does that undefeated, uh, be, since he's been here, does that have a lot to do with your, your tutelage? I mean, is this sort of like a Mr. Miyagi, uh, Karate yeah. Kid type situation yeah, that we physical, see developing? Not the physical stuff, but sh- certainly in uh, between commercial breaks, we work on mental toughness yeah. and fortitude. Uh, so uh, much like I try to deliver with my kids, um, though that doesn't seem to work very well. So hopefully it works better for Austin. That other voice you hear is Chris Reimer from the PGA Tour. And, uh, heck, Reimer is so good, he should have his own show anyway. But he decides to stay around I, this I, golf yeah. business and travel the world instead of have fun with us on radio. I'd he gets be, a little better paycheck. I, but If you ask me any questions about the NBA or MLB right now, I'd sound like an absolute buffoon. Somehow, as frankly, life has gone on, I've gotten less and less, uh, less, and less good at paying attention to those two. So. Well, Kuz, Justin Kuzard, our producer yeah. uh, here on location, uh, just looked over as you said that. He's like, well, Brent sounds like that every day at the NBA. <laughs> I Absolute buffoon. <laughs> In fact, Ty looked over there, too, because Ty's now here. Ty pays way more attention to the NBA than yeah, I do. Put him on. He could be your NBA host. <laughs> I actually asked the other day, yeah. and I was serious. Yep. Uh, who was it again? Uh, Levert. Yeah. Uh, Karis Levert scored 51 against the Celtics. And I'm like, I do sports for a living. Yep. And I said on social media, who is this? What, what team does he play for? <laughs> should, should I know who he is? Like, that is bad. Like, I do that now about the NHL. Well, is, he like, one of the, is he one of the one-year guys out of college? Is that why we don't know who no, he is? He was, or did he I actually, guess, like, a senior somewhere? I, I, I ended up reading up on okay. Thanks, Google. You can tell. <laughs> but uh, Wikipedia. Uh, but apparently he was a good player at Michigan. Okay. had some injuries, and he's been... Injured, injured, injured a yep. little bit, but uh, a pretty good player. Got it. But like yep. everybody's a pretty good player in the NBA. That's my point. Like if you don't score 16 in the NBA, well then you just flat out stink. <laughs> Shots fired. Anybody who did not score yeah. 16 last night. Seriously, count how many guys scored 16 or more in the NBA last night. There's and if there so were 15 games, I guarantee you. Let's see. I'll go three guys per team. So I bet 90 guys scored 15 or more last night in the NBA. 90. <laughs> if, they had, if, if there were a full slate of games. <laughs> Everybody does. Uh, anyway, Chris Reimer with us. Happy we could get to that. I don't know how we got to that. Happy I could see that conversation. How did you score with the Giants? What's that? How many did you score with the Jacksonville Giants? I've got nine career points in professional <laughs> basketball. Uh, that's over three games. I scored seven one time. Do another, and I got. Goose I don't egg. know if that. They started to shut me down. They put oh, the best they, defender on me. I don't know if that helps his point or hurts his point. I, the yeah, fact I that know. he actually scored nine <laughs> points it's that means good. if you don't score sixteen, you actually do stink. <laughs> well, <I don't> or <laughs> Listen. does that just mean he stinks? <laughs> well, it does. I'm a guy that's forty years old and hadn't dribbled in right. ten years. Correct. So, <laughs> and that's the ABA, by the way, not the NBA. That's true. Um, true. Anyway, Chris Reimer talking yep. to us about the Players Championship, the more important stuff. Who cares about the NBA right. and the NHL? That's We're talking about golf. Let's go. Uh, the course is great. Martin asked you before the break about uh, just how the enhancements. Yeah. I, I wanted to piggyback on that, though, uh, because you brought up the live shots, and we talked about it. that's a great for this kind of event for two reasons. One, if you're hanging around 16, 17, 18, but you hear a roar, uh, maybe at 12 or 13, yep. and you're like, wow, what's going on? Well, now you can check it out. Also, the betting angle is big. Yeah, I mean, massive. betting in sports is huge now, yep. and sooner or later it's going to be everywhere, including on-site. 
But there's one more element of the Players' Championship where I think you guys do a great job. You mentioned go to the website, players.com, mm-hmm. and you can kind of a la carte yep. your experience yep. at the players. I feel like we associate uh, in-game experiences to NFL and NBA and Major League Baseball, but we don't really associate it to golf. Right. Yet you guys appear to be way ahead of the curve, whether it's golf as a whole or especially at the Players' Championship. Yeah. Uh, do you feel that way? It's interesting. We we invited you know a bunch of non-traditional media down here a couple years back. It was you know your your travel writers, your entertainment lifestyle folks, and one of them wrote a headline um, that. That the Players Championship is um, golf's biggest festival, and it really, it really is, because there is something for everybody. Obviously, Waste Management Phoenix Open is a party, absolutely, and they have that here. You know, they oh, have absolutely. an element of that. Um, but there's also, if you're a family of four, it's a great place to come. You don't pay for your kids. You know, kids get in free. There's kid zones. There's go see some golf, then go find an air conditioned space, watch the telecast. You know, there's all these little interactive areas. My wife takes off work every Friday. Her friends take off work every Friday, and they go to the wine and dine on nine. They probably watch two shots of golf, but just the atmosphere and the feeling of there's something, you know. Again, foodies, you know, if you are into um, if you are into golf, there's absolutely the course was built for you. The course was literally built uh, as the stadium course for viewing golf. But there's just so much more um, that's associated with it. So many businesses in town do their business, host their clients, bring people here from out of the area. Um, it's the busiest day, busy slash week in JIA of the year. So, you know, the light that it shines on Jacksonville and, and Ponte Vedra and St. Augustine is massive. Um, so, yeah, it is. There's definitely um, a, a, an opportunity here. And, and, and as as a group, we're trying to make it into that Kentucky Derby-like event. We, you know, we, we appreciate and get so much support from Jacksonville and the greater, you know, North, Northeast Florida area, but to get even bigger and better, we've got to start bringing more and more people in from out of town. And make so it a bucket list. Make it a bucket list event. You have to be here um, on that lawn at some point if you're a sportsman. You have to be here to experience it, and, and that's what we're kind of going for. And I think it's definitely, you've seen that in the last five to ten years, the growth of the event in that in that respect. Listen, I've been here a dozen years, and I'm a golf fan, so I mean, that's a little bit different. But I also see a lot of different sporting events. I want yeah. to go to the Kentucky Derby. I'm a horse racing fan, actually, believe it or not, too. But I want to go to the Kentucky Derby. Yeah. And you guys don't pay us to tell us the messaging, but right. we can tell the messaging. But the yeah. messaging is kind of genuine. It's yeah. true. Like I tell the folks, the family, come on down. Yeah. You gotta come down. You don't have to like golf. No. Right. You don't have to love golf. You gotta come down and experience it because it is one of those things. Listen, I could care less about Indianapolis 500 racing. I want to go to the Indy 500. Right. Yeah. You want to go to Daytona at some point in your life. Daytona yeah. 500. You want to go experience that. And and so it's one of those events, yeah. and I think you guys have done a great job. You guys in totality, they're yeah. like huge no, it's me army of <laughs> <laughs> But have done a great job of making it that way. And, and I just saw Matt Rapp earlier, yeah. and I think he helped spirit that A lot of his vision change. involved in that, yeah. Uh, now Jared Rice doing a great job, yeah. too. But I think that message is getting out. Yeah. Those things do take time. Yeah. But I tell people all the time, it's like they treat us here in the local media just like they do the national guys or international guys because they really don't have to. Like the, it's an yeah. international event. Like this is a huge event in Japan and uh, India we'll and have, all those places, right? We'll have 500, 600 media here representing 23 different countries. You know, we've got Sky Sports Norway, Germany, you know, uh, Korean broadcasts are all coming here. And interestingly enough, this year we're trying to build experiences for them in downtown Jacksonville and downtown St. Augustine to try to just, you know, boost that. And I think, um, you know, it's nice of you to say that, but the fact is 
we can't lose our home games and we got to take care of Jacksonville. We got to take care of our home media because at the end of the day, those are the majority of the fans that are here. And this is an event that that gives back 9.2 million last yeah. year to the community. This is a Jacksonville Ponte Vedra St. Augustine event, and we can't we lose sight of that because that that actually happened at some other events I've worked at where you lose sight of your home team, your home game, your season ticket, or whatever it is. You lose sight of that, and then all of a sudden, yeah, you can bring people in, you can bring the entertainment in, but you got to win your sports fans, your golf fans first, and then you build the entertainment, and then you build the families, and then you build international, national. Um, but, so they do need me, Mark. But we well, need I'll take four tickets yeah, for Friday. We do need a couple parking passes. <laughs> They're players.com slash tickets. <laughs> uh, hey, what's uh, is this is a home game for you guys? Yes. Is this old hat now? Uh, no, by no stretch, <laughs> because it keeps getting bigger. Yeah. You know, we we when we say we have twenty three, you know, or you know, different um, international broadcasts here, each one of them wants a different story, and so yeah. um, we've gone from having maybe five, six media officials in the press center to eighteen this year. Just we pull in the guys from the Corn Ferry Tour, the PJ Tour champions. We, you know, the international media officials come here. We've got our our international um, press officer from Canada, um, Asia coming. So like. We pull in people and everybody. It's a it's a big undertaking, and then you get to Thursday, and it's like thank goodness we're, we got birdies and bogeys. <laughs> now we know where people are going to be. Um, there are elements of it that you know are wash, rinse, repeat, but um, it's a it's a it's a hard way. It's almost harder being a home game. You got to go yeah. home. Like it's easier just going back to your hotel and cranking out work, like yeah. trying to that. juggle the the that family life. But um, we love it. It's it's cool. It's so good. You know, so for guys like me and Brent, we come out here with our families. We get to watch all the excitement from outside the ropes. You yep. get a unique point of view because you get to, to see some really yeah. cool stuff from inside the ropes. Well, listen, I get inside the rope. Yeah. Well, you yeah. get some, but I do. Yeah. yeah, I know you do too. <laughs> I'm just saying. When Only if I have a camera, yeah. <laughs> which I don't really want to. Over the years, yeah. um, some funny stories. Anything that sticks out? So, favorite moments. So favorite moment and funny story come are the same thing. Um, so we do, you know, you do travel, you do miss things, you miss your kids' birthdays. There are there are elements of this job that are a grind, but then you have these moments where you get to be there uh, for history. And I was on the green when Tiger won number 80, you know, at, at Atlanta, hadn't won, never thought he'd win again. And um, so just being there in that moment felt like Ollie Frazier, felt like this. And I was the one that took him down into the scoring tent. So it's me, him, Rory, they're two caddies and the scoring official. And then Davis Love comes in and Zach Johnson come in and they're congratulating Tiger and, and you know, tears. Tiger's kind of out of it. Um, all of that happens. So that's one really cool moment. We get back up to the green for closing ceremonies and it's my job to kind of tell Johnny Miller and Dan Hicks and everybody where they stand. And we actually have discs that we print out with their names on them because... They're too stupid to figure out where to stand. You have to actually write it. You have to actually write it for them. So I'm and, and probably eight out of ten times they still stand on yeah. the wrong spot. So, so I've got the discs there. I get Tiger to where he's going to be. We're like three seconds from going back on air for the closing ceremony. I bend down to pick up Tiger's disc and I rip my pants from the top of them all the way through the bottom. <laughs> Completely rip that out of my pants. And so Tiger, I just I just ripped my pants. I'm looking up at him. He goes, "Well, better you than me." <laughs> and so I walk back over and I send uh, I send one of our guys up to get me rain pants from the pro shop. And I did the rest of his media opportunities uh, in rain pants. Does he bring that back up to you? Oh yeah. I also hit him in the head with a microphone in Japan this year. That, that was on my Instagram. Whacked him right in the face with the microphone. Yeah. We got to go in a minute. But do you have an appreciation more for Tiger or? Being around them, then yeah. even, like inside. See, I think outside, right? The whole world has a better appreciation for Tiger yeah. now. They almost, 
I hate to say like Tiger, but he's changed. You can yeah. see that change. And it's, and it's one of those things where has he really changed or is he just doing that for the cameras? Yeah. I can tell you, before 2013, I probably had three meaningful conversations, and I worked with the tour since 01. It was just, he wasn't by any means hard to work with. He showed up on time, did exactly what you wanted him to do. He was one of the easiest players to deal with, but he just he just never let anybody in. And it was, you know... He, You'd walk by and say, "How's it going, Tiger?" And he'd say, "Good." Till I saw you, and you'd think, "Oh, he's my buddy." And then you hear him say that to five other people, <laughs> and you're like, "Okay." Um, but since he's been back, and especially access that I received um, through the Presidents Cup with his captaincy in the Presidents Cup this year, how seriously he took that, um, and then you know, inviting us out to dinners and doing things with him on a much more friendly basis, so cool. texting, calling, things like that. Um, was really unique and, and something I don't take for granted. That's a cool perk of the job. But he has, you can tell he appreciates it more. You can tell he actually really enjoys being around Justin Thomas and Ricky Fowler and some of the younger players in the game. He has a genuine appreciation that, you know, he never thought, probably thought he was invincible yeah. and then realized he wasn't. And I think he, you know, this is a great example. We just, it's going to be a week to week, tournament to tournament um, decision for him of what, how his back is acting. So, um, we should all appreciate every tournament he plays. We should appreciate it and also um, realize how how big that the last few victories have been. Whether you know tying Sam Snead in Japan, winning at Augusta, winning at the Tour Championship, pretty pretty monumentous achievements by him. Absolutely, and I'm just so glad. And I know he's real glad to have his kids be able to see it. I'm glad yeah. to see have my kids yeah. be able to see it. I think a lot of us think that way Absolutely. because they never saw that. Right. But now they get to see the buzz. Yep. And when he does play the Players' Championship, they get to see it up close. We're going right. to let you go. Chris Reimer, PGA Tour. Uh, one guy to watch. One guy that's fun that nobody's really heard about okay. uh, enough of. There are th- there are three young guys. Okay. And, and I, if you're in golf, you've heard of them. But if you're just a casual fan, Victor Hovland, Colin Morikawa, and Matthew Wolf, and they all play different kinds of styles of game. They all came out from college late last season. They've all won already on tour. Crazy. All three of them have won. Matthew Wolf, Colin Morikawa, and Victor Hovland just won two weeks ago. Um, they are really exciting. Matthew Wolf has a very unique, powerful swing. Um, Mont Morikawa and, and Hovland are more ball strikers, but they're, they're a lot of fun to watch and really engaging, fun personalities as well. So there'll be three first-timers here when you guys are out at the first-timers press conference next Wednesday. We will Wednesday. be there. We will be there. Chris Reimer, uh, you're the best, man. Appreciate Thanks all y'all fun. do. Yep, all right, we'll see you next week. Shacks on ESPN you, 690 rolls on from the Players' Championship. TPC Sawgrass, 16th, 17th hole. What a backdrop here on a Friday as we head into a weekend. And now just six days away from the opening tee shot of the Players' Championship 2020. It will happen without Tiger Woods. The last 40 minutes of the show won't happen without me, Martin Buckley, Scott, or Coos. We're all here for it. And hope you are too. We'll be right back. Now, back to Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 and in the TuneIn Radio app. I've got the beanie on now, sporting all the Players' Championship fan shop stuff. Amazing. I'm so, I have swag envy right now. I'm definitely going in the shop between the the shirt. Look at Koos. Koos just got on the video camera. He's got the Hawaiian shirt on, even though he's freezing. Yeah, Yeah, that's why I put it on. I was hoping it would help, you know, (laughs) give off the warm vibes. Not going. No, no, not, not working. working. <laughs> no, that's why I moved over here, actually, a little more in the sun. <laughs> Scott's producing today because Coos came out here 
uh, helped with the shopping spree contest that we had on ESPN690.com. You know, I really thought I, that was going to be a little bit more labor-intensive for me. It really wasn't. Yeah, like, no, it was They nice. didn't want anything to do with me and my help. No, they just they just did their own thing. I mean, that's why I did it. I knew I could use that as an excuse to come out here and not work all day and really just... You know, sit there for a few minutes. That's really what you did and yeah. have done. Have like, that's not a lie. That's no. genuine. I sat behind the camera the whole time. Yeah. yeah. Scott, I'm sorry you had to endure all of us today, but <laughs> I, I'm not sure this was, like, needed. Uh, it's always happy to be a part of the crew, man. <laughs> we love having you part of the crew. We've had a, an eclectic crew today. Yeah. Uh, Brett Martineau here. Eclectic enough. Uh, Martin Buckley, uh, Palm Beach Autographs. Uh, it's co-hosting with me here today and uh, always stops in from time to time. Uh, uh, Austin Lane's got fight night tonight in Dallas, Texas. Coos is here producing. Scott's producing back in the station. We just had Chris Reimer stop by. We had Len Matisse stop by. We had Jeff Plotz, the superintendent of TPC Sawgrass, stop by earlier. And right now we're going to go to the phone lines because we have the head coach of the Andrew Jackson Tigers on the line. His name is James Collins. You've heard of that name before if you know basketball, the Florida State days, played professional basketball as well. And now more importantly than all of that, he is leading his team, his Jackson Tigers, into a state championship game on Saturday morning. Coach, how you doing? I'm good. We appreciate you taking some time. I don't know if you, did you make it there? Is the bus ride over or what? I'm actually in the game. Right here, root for impact to win this game. They're down by three right now with six minutes to go. I'm All in right. the game now. Impact Christian playing right now, of course, from Jacksonville. They had a 4:30 game uh, later tonight. Hilliard will play at seven. Will you guys watch that one as well? Yeah, we're going to try to. Uh, I probably have to get my boys for dinner. We got an early game. We probably going to have might miss that one. Okay, uh, and then you guys play in the morning. Uh, tell us a little bit about your opponent, uh, your chances. Uh, you guys got to be high flying with confidence right now going into the title game tomorrow. Yeah, we play a really good team. They beat us earlier in the year by seven. We're hoping this time to pull the ball game out. Are you guys playing just better basketball now, or uh, are they playing better? I mean, everybody's playing good basketball. You make it this far, but how different is your team from the first time you played? Well, we're missing we're missing uh, two kids, and we're just a more experienced team. At the beginning of the year, we were a really young team. We only had three returning players, varsity players from last year's team. This is a totally new team. So uh, we had to develop some chemistry and, and and get a little grown up. I get it. That's what happens through the course of the season, and that happens with good coaching. Uh, by the way, you've done a fantastic job. You don't need me to tell you that. How fun has this been to go back to your alma mater and bring the Tigers into a state championship game with all the success this year? Well, it's a blessing to be able to uh, come back to where it all started. And uh, I, I couldn't be happier with these kids in this community and the support I've been getting. Uh, it's just love both ways. Uh, I've always been fond of my school, and I just wanted to come back and help it, try to get it back to the legacy that it was before I got there. And we've seen guys like you be able to do that. Duran Wiley just stepping down at Reigns. He was able to do that with the football program. There's so much talent. Uh, places like Reigns and Jackson, uh, 
how much is there? I mean, how how easy is it to tap into that talent? Now you just got to pull it all together. Truthfully, I, I think there's talent, but uh, truthfully, I don't think there's much talent because now kids go to private school. That's a good call. We're in a division where all the kids are, we play against all the private schools and everything to recruit. Uh, what our program is doing, we we got a four-year system, and we're betting on uh, the progression of the kids, and we work them hard, and we, we just try to uh, get better from year to year. That's a really good call. You got to really protect uh, your home turf and try to keep them at your school. Uh, no doubt about it. Uh, hey, let me ask you about. Uh, you, you, I could go a million different ways with you, but Florida State. Uh, you know, you love those Seminoles. They're playing pretty good hoops. Can they win it all? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I think they could. They have the chemistry. They have the team. It's about playing good and having the ball bounce your way to get there. And, and anything can happen. But they have the team. How uh, good of a man, how good of a job uh, has Leonard Hamilton done, in your opinion, with that Florida State program? I think he's done an outstanding job. He's done the job that they need. All right, give us a score update on Impact Christian. What you got? Well, it's down by six. It's uh, 36-42. Orlando Christian is up 42-36. All right, uh, plenty of time left or what? Uh, it's uh, four minutes left. All right, they got to get to work then. Uh, yeah, uh, Impact. Oh, Impact just went to the free throw line to shoot two. All right, I like the play four, nine play. left. <laughs> this yeah, is good. You're, hey, you're good at this play-by-play stuff. All right, hey, I got I have a pet peeve about high school basketball. You got to help me out. Should there be a shot clock in high school basketball in the state of Florida? Most definitely. Well, I I I think it should, but I think a lot of coaches don't want it because you actually have to coach then. Yeah. You can't okay. stall the ball. You can't you know bet on stalling while you're up. You're gonna have to shoot that ball. And you got to drop something that's quick. You have to you have to coach them. You know you can't just sit there and, and hold that ball. So that's going to be tough. For defensive teams, it's going to be good because they're going to get even better. For teams that uh, can't play offense, it's going to destroy them. James Collins, Andrew Jackson, head basketball coach. Uh, good luck uh, tomorrow in that championship go- game. Bring back a title. Uh, best of luck to you and the kids, man. Thank you. All right. Thanks uh, for having me. You bet. Uh, James Collins uh, joined us uh, from Andrew Jackson High School. Again, Impact Christian playing right now. They're trailing by a few with four minutes to go. And then Hilliard plays later tonight. So uh, hopefully Hilliard will bring home a win as well. And there's a little look at the high school state championship games in the area that represent did uh, from the uh, Jacksonville area at the very least. Brett Martin here. Martin Buckley from Palm Beach Autographs uh, joins us once again. And Coos. Uh, if you're checking us out on the video feeds, looking sharp, he's got the Hawaiian shirt on, and I have a uh, stocking cap on. We got we got swagged out today. Okay. Yeah, well, we did, but we also look like we're in two different worlds. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. We're sending mixed messages here. I'm getting, it, but it is actually chilly. It is. There is a little chill. But I don't here. really need it. This is more just kind of a look. Like yeah, looks I'm good. just kind of cool with style sometimes. Obviously, I mean, you probably you have to change wardrobes between shows normally. <laughs> yeah, uh, no makeup on for this show. Uh, that's just. Good. I did an hour of makeup before I got here. You think I just rolled out of bed and looked like this? A little did you know, you have, most of your face would be covered up the whole show. <laughs> 
Uh, all right, hey, we just I just did ten questions, I think, in five minutes with Coach James Collins. We yeah. started this thing yesterday. We thought it was a, a kind of fun. Yeah. So we said, let's do it again. And, Kuz, you're here. Yeah, sorry, Ten. I'm getting distracted. You... There's a there's a drone driver out oh, look here. At that. I've been watching the drone for the past, like, five minutes. <laughs> I was wondering what you were looking at. I was like, was there a <laughs> gator? Like, yeah, I was like, even if there was a gator, it didn't matter, Kuz. You can't come up here and get us. No, I was, I you know, at first I thought it was like a, a flock of bees coming at us. I thought we were in <laughs> Thanks some for looking trouble. Out. But, yeah, it was really cool. I'm, I bet those are going to so be some cool. good shots. Drones are so cool. Look at yeah. that thing. That is sweet. Right. He's a good uh, drone. This is good for radio. This is really good for radio. Play-by-play of the drone driving. This guy's a good what drone flyer right here. Wow, that was awesome. It's a good pilot. <laughs> oh, here it comes. All here right. we go. Okay. Uh, all right, now let's go ten questions yes. in five minutes. Let's do it. Let's start. I'm going to start the clock today oh, and see no uh, if this will work. Uh, by the way, Martin, I didn't tell you how this works, but basically, Kuz asks us a question. Okay. Either you answer it or I answer it. We both don't answer it. Okay. But it's like rapid fire, thirty seconds. Top. We get it. If you do the math, ten questions in five minutes, you get thirty seconds and a million dollars. And there's right. no way we do it. In right. that amount of time. You ready? <laughs> Nobody's putting the watch on us except for me. Here we go, Coos. Make okay, it happen. Pressure. All right. Do I have to pick, like, uh, which? Yeah, who gets sure. Which? Okay, I'll Brent. start if you want. Okay, Brent goes first. Uh, what's the next news we hear from the Jags? Ooh, Good or bad. Uh, the next news we will hear from the Jacksonville Jaguars, it's debatable between Calais Campbell uh, is coming back, although I don't know if that will be a press release because he's already under contract, and I assume he'll be back. So I don't think we'll hear that. It's going to be Yannick Ngakwe's franchise tag. Uh, the Jags will do that by March 12th, which is next Thursday when the player starts uh, in terms of the tournament play. Uh, that will be the next piece of news we get from the Jags. Hopefully there's nothing before then because I'm not sure there's much positive that could happen before then. Okay. Um, okay. Next college football season, at the end, which football team will be the best football team in Florida? The Florida Gator. Oh baby. God, you asked the wrong guy for that. Florida Gator. This guy's a Gator Homer. Man, we have like a Gator Homer roadblock on this show. Oh, we're on. supposed to have. How did it but you honestly, get through that? But honestly, it will be. Yeah, Florida do you Gators. agree with that? Like, are you, you say, say otherwise. That? Say something otherwise. I'd I think right it. now they have to be. Yeah. Okay. Now listen. You know what's crazy about that answer? And again, we got to get be careful. But two, two years ago. It wasn't the Gators. It might have been UCF. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Times are changing. Okay, going next. So, um, Brent, uh, the Washington Redskins have given seven-time Pro Bowl left tackle Trent Williams permission to seek a trade. Where do you think he'll end up? That's a great call. Really, uh, what I want to know is would the Jags be interested? Mm -hmm. And if things don't go well with Yannick Ngakwe, could they potentially trade for uh, Trent Williams and and maybe get even more? I don't think they're going to get more compensation. I also don't believe the Jags would be willing to give up compensation at this point for Trent Williams. It's not like a spring chicken, you know? I mean, he's got some age under him, although he's probably got some good football in him, too. I'm interested in him. Uh, That's a great call. Does he end up anywhere? I almost think that the asking price will be too much for Williams, and Washington ends up keeping him. Interesting. Okay. Martin, uh, who wins the players next weekend? Whoa. So, it's funny. I thought A week away up. pick. This yeah. is a tough question from Goose. <laughs> I, uh, I was thinking about this because I thought we might cover it. I got a guy in mind who I'm feeling pretty good about, Tommy Fleetwood. Fleetwood okay. has never won, by the way, he's, on the PGA Tour. Nope, but he's played well here recently, played well at the Honda. He was in position there late. I think he's... Does he have two top tens here? Probably. I, I mean, it's a great course I for him. I think he's got like a four and a for seven. His game. I, I, it's going to be his time. That's a good pick. Okay. Plus, he's got the locks of here. Oh, dude. Gorgeous. 
flowing. <laughs> the flowing hair. I think that's Kinda my like Austin you. license, yeah. to be honest. I, this is by choice. I do this to save money. Every- <laughs> <laughs> All right, with the uh, ninth pick, who or what is a player the Jags could take that would upset fans the most? Oh, oh wow. <laughs> upset fans. Um, they wouldn't be upset if they took, like, a corner because that would be, like, a Cuda. Uh, Simmons, I don't think, would upset people. Heck, even a Judy wouldn't upset people. I think they'd be happy. Um, gosh, man, I don't know. I, th- I think they're kind of bulletproof on this. Hunters on the board. <laughs> That's a really good question, Goose. I didn't see these questions. That's a really good question. Um, what about trading out? Would that upset them? No, nah, I don't think so because you compile picks. Yeah, I I'm going to say offensive linemen because I really think people are stuck on the defensive linemen. Derek Brown or Javon Kinlaw or something yeah. like that. I still, although most people you talk to in town like, yeah, upgrade the offensive line. So I really don't think they'd be ticked off at that. But I think from an expectation standpoint, corner makes sense. Defensive tackle makes sense. Mm-hmm. Isaiah Simmons is such a freak that it makes sense. Receiver always gets people excited. Yeah. So I would say offensive lineman, but I'm telling you, man, I don't know if they can go wrong in terms of public perception. Yeah, it's not a jersey seller. But okay, well yeah, then, so true. the follow-up to that was the opposite of the question. Who can the Jags take that would make fans the most excited? Uh, I think it's, right now, I almost feel like it's Simmons. I feel like everyone's super excited about him. That's a good call. Would you yeah. get that excited about a linebacker or, or whatever he is? Yeah, that's a good call. Yeah. I'm not supposed to answer your question, but I would I would disagree with you. You would? I don't know. <laughs> I would say I would act. I, honestly, I'm jumping in. I don't care. Do Breaking it. our rules. Uh, I I think like a guy like Judy. Okay. Uh, would be I've heard like a receiver. A I just think receiver, right? Again, it's a, a sexy jersey seller. Pick. Again, Derek Brown. Those are great picks for your football team, but it's not fun for the fans. Go get me a guy that what I if think they move up and take Chase Young. Well, uh, that'd be a different story. There'd be a whole <laughs> lot of things going on there. Okay. Uh, where are we? Okay, uh, we are game five into next season. Minshew, assuming he's the starting quarterback, and they have a losing record. What's the temperature on the calls or potential for Nick Foles to be in called into games? And the week five, and, and so basically, could we see a replacement that early in the season? Uh, I don't know if there will be the overwhelming call for Foles from the fan base, and that will protect Doug Marone. Mm-hmm. To kind of give him time to do whatever he wants. Now, from the, it's interesting here is from the team. Depending on how poorly in your situation Minshew was playing, the team might be like, "Dude, we got another option here." And sometimes that can get internally loud as well. And then I think Marone would have to make a decision, and Marone might make the noise himself and have to start thinking about it because his job is on the line. Although I would think. Given that situation that you just presented, I think the buy is more likely of a spot to make a change if needed, unless it's just an absolute disaster of a start for Minshew. All right, and this one's... Assuming he's the starting quarterback. <laughs> well, that, that's the whole part of it, yeah, right? Yep. So uh, the last one's more of a step back from it, right? Uh, with the coronavirus stuff going on uh, with the XFL uh, stadium um, and Chicago State canceling some of their games because of it, do you think there will be a major sporting event that will be affected specifically because of the coronavirus that they'll make some crazy changes to? Well, funny enough, we were talking about this earlier with, um, yeah, with uh, some of the folks from here, of, the yeah, players. The guys I don't here. know how much they want us sharing how much we're talking yeah. about it. But. But, well, you know, they, what they said, though, and I think what we'll see, what he, you know, what he said is there will be a lot of um, uh, hand, sanit- hand sanitizing yeah. machines all over the place. I've been thinking about that a lot with concerts and games. I, I do think we will see more of it as it expands because you have to kind of do everything that you can yeah. to show people that you're uh, 
that you're looking out because if not, you could face some serious lawsuits. And um, so, yeah, I do think I think we'll see some some cancels. You have to jump ahead of that thing uh, on a serious note, uh, but you also have to be careful to hit the panic button as well. And people who come to games also have options; they have choices. Sure. It's their choice if they want to come to a game or not, or an event, or Absolutely. anything like that. Well, we're so, supposed to head out to. Um, uh, Vegas in, in the middle of March for March Madness, and yeah. we're like, we got to go to some of these games, but you, you just never know what well, if they're going to Ma- move. Well, March there. Madness has been one that has been brought up. Yeah, will there be in certain areas of the country? Are they could they play those games without fans? In them? And you're already hearing the Olympics. Olympics, uh, and I think there are clauses to move that back potentially. Italy, I think, already put a ban. Uh, I think it was Italy. I might be wrong, but somewhere uh, put they they're not going to have any fans in the stands for a month. Wow, and then they'll ju- they'll see where it's at after that. So there are those kind of precautions. Is that it? Yeah, that was all. that was ten questions. How do we do How much time? in five minutes. Well, we if, were... if really, if we take when you answered that last question, and we didn't, oh, we're now at seven and a half. Good. That was pretty good. <laughs> we didn't even have to reveal that. No, we should just lied and told people it's five, was five minutes. <laughs> well, and you know, in the beginning, I asked too, am I supposed to go person to person? So there was a good fifteen seconds yeah, there. Absolutely. Well, five minutes in radio time is really a speculative length anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of, Scott, that's a good jump in because I probably need to get to break. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. One final segment here from TPC Sawgrass on a Friday. We'll head into the weekend in style on a beautiful day in Northeast Florida despite, despite uh, me wearing a winter cap. <laughs> it really is a nice day. We'll be back on ESPN 690. Hey, this is Deontay the Bronze from the WBC Heavyweight Champion of the World, and you're watching Action Sports Jocks. Bob Squad! Fight night for Austin Lane coming up tonight. 9 o'clock, the broadcast starts on Fight Pass, UFC Fight Pass, and then uh, gets rolling probably around 10 o'clock is what we figure. Uh, talk to Austin briefly today. He's ready to go, so uh, we're rooting for him, and hopefully we uh, get to talk about a W on Monday, uh, fight in Dallas, Texas, uh, coming up later tonight. So good luck to Austin Lane from all of us here at Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690, and uh, I would imagine all of you as well. We appreciate you hanging out with us here on a Friday from TPC Sawgrass. It's been a beautiful backdrop and a mixture of a little bit of everything going on. Here today, that's a little Battle of the Sunsets you got right there, Martin that Buckley. That's going out. Hashtag Battle of the Sunsets, jump in the game. Uh, Brett Martin here along with Martin Buckley uh, from Palm Beach Autographs. I want to get into a thought uh, on Gardner Minshew when it comes to your side of the business sure. uh, in just a moment. And why not talk Gardner Minshew? That's always a fun thing to do. Uh, while I'm asking, do you think he's going to be the guy? Yeah, I think they're going to give him the year, too, and I think he deserves it. I think... Um, you know, if Austin said it, and he said it great, if he was a first, second round draft pick, oh, what do we got here? Wow. What do we got here? Emily, oh, hold on. Bring some food. Holy oh cow. I thought we were going out to eat after this. Sorry for this interruption. I hate you all Thank so you much so right now. Uh, Scott, I'm uh, sorry. But we'll bring you some back. I'll put some in my pocket. Cake and That's okay. I appreciate the gesture, though. A whoopie pie, whoopie pie. from Cousins, Maine Lobster. Homeless Bun Kitchen. Yes. Yes. So this is the food that will be on display you. next week as well, right? fantastic. Here at the Players' Championship. Emily, you're the best. Thanks for uh, dropping so some much. by. We appreciate it. Uh, Emily and everybody here at the Players' Championship taking good care of us. But also, if you're looking at the video feeds right now, we'll yeah. show you the food. I don't want to spill it. 
Oh, good job, oh, Coos. Come in tight. Let's let's be influencers. <laughs> let's be influencers. Yeah, we, well, we certainly can be. But there's a look at some of the food they just dropped off. So if you're watching on Facebook and Twitter and YouTube and Twitch, well, you get a chance to uh, get a head start on what you might order next week here at the Players' Championship when you uh, come on to the mm. grounds. Remember, Tuesday is Military Appreciation Night. And uh, then Wednesday, it's caddy day and chain smokers uh, on Tuesday. Uh, caddy day and, and one more practice round before it all gets going. It's not open to the public on Monday. Uh, once again, check out players.com for all the information. Parking especially, get that right. Mobile ticketing, get that right. Uh, so uh, make sure you, you have everything in order so you have a good time and, and a great experience as you normally do here at the Players Championship. And, well... If you buy any of this food, I think you're going to have a good experience. Yes. Uh, big shout-out by the while we're doing this and paying some of the bills, uh, but also sharing some of the good messages and good word. Uh, big shout-out to CGC Water, official water of Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. And want to mention that uh, they will be at the Jacksville Home and Patio Show this weekend. So stop out and say hello to the good folks at CGC Water. I had tremendous experience with my family uh, at, uh, with Connecticut and CGC Water. You can, too, uh, go visit them at the Home and Patio Show this weekend here in Jacksonville. All right, so we were talking about will he start, should he start. And you mentioned uh, you kind of agree with Austin. I think if you took a poll in town, and we're talking about Gardner Minshew, if you took a poll in town, most people would say, oh, yeah. Gardner Minshew's yeah. going to be the guy. He should be the guy. Yep. And that's the way, if this was a Democratic decision, I think that's the way it would come Sure. Out. We don't know what Doug Marone's going to do, but I certainly believe that's the way they're leaning. What I want to ask you is, in the meantime, I don't think Doug Marone's going to make a full decision, announced decision, until August sometime. Might be week three of the preseason. Yeah, why not? Well, I don't know if that's good or bad. I just don't, I think that's what, how it's going to go down. In your business, the Palm Beach Autographs memorabilia business, sure. and you guys have done some things with Gardner yep, Minshew, and you know where his value was and is and, yeah. and, and can be. While we wait, are you guys in the memorabilia business, fans who are trying to get Gardner Minshew stuff, are we all waiting to see what Doug Marone decides? Yeah, I think there's a mixture of both, but overall I'd say yeah. Um, we uh, we sold his stuff you know, red hot, obviously, when when he when he was going through the those wins, um, but right now it has uh, cooled off a little bit. Um, but you know when we put him out at charity events and different things like that, there's always a bunch of people that you know want something for their kids or for their house. So um, I think when he when he becomes a starter, if 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 he does, uh, it'll get red hot again. If he has the same anything similar to that success, we talked about this a bunch last year, and we had you on uh, during it. I mean, that buzz for whether it was four to six weeks, eight yeah. weeks, whatever it was, was pretty incredible. It You've seen cool. a lot. I mean, you worked with Tim Tebow. Yep. But the that was buzz. That was quite a buzz, yeah, right? Yeah, it was Tebow mania-ish. I mean, it, and it was really cool to see it on the national level yeah. for Jacksonville. He fits in so great here. Uh, his personality is fantastic. Uh, he's been doing you know good stuff on social media. Um I, I, I hope he uh, I hope he can have the same success that he had last year. Is there a, is that how you can tell there's a bump, even from your perspective? Is okay, Jacksonville loves you, Gardner Minshew, but wait a minute, ESPN, NFL Network, yeah, uh, people in Seattle, Washington, yeah, uh, people in Vancouver <laughs> knew Gardner Minshew, and and it went national. Is that like your first indication? Like, oh boy, this guy's hot. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, for the most part, our Jag stuff is in market. You know, our, the the signings yeah. that we do are all in market. Uh, occasionally, you might have a collegiate player, 
um, that people send things into. But for the most part, it's here. We were sending Gardner stuff all over the place. Really? Internationally. We were sending stuff all over the place. You don't it was think really about cool. it that way. You even yeah. had a little international flair yeah. to it. Yeah, I mean, we, it was pretty cool. We, uh, you know, it was it was fun to watch, and um, let's let's hope he does it again, right? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I mean, <laughs> can he? And that's, I guess, what I always ask you, whether it's on here or, or off air, uh, and ask, wow, where does it go if he is good? And, and I know there are categories of good. I mean, if he becomes Tom Brady, well, we know where it will go. But if he's good, like if he becomes the Jags franchise guy for the next few years, was that a little bit of a taste and kind of like, hey, it's an introduction, but does it have staying power on a national basis, I guess is what I'm asking. I, I think because of his personality and everything about him, the mustache, the jean shorts, the you know, everything that he kind of brings to the table, yeah, I think it does. So I think him being good, which is fine, right, to just be good is fine. But I think because of his personality and his charisma, I, I think it kind of kicks it up. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us, man. Dude, awesome being here, brother. By the way, oh, uh, we're shaking go hands. check out, uh, oh, that's right, coronavirus fist bump instead of uh, shaking the hands. Uh, check out uh, Palm Beach Autographs in the mall. Are you even ever there? I mean, you're America's guest, so I mean, you just have people at work. I'm there occasionally. Day. The boys are all, I always say, the boys are there. They'll take care of everybody. If they don't, make sure and let me know. Yeah, yeah you got a good crew over there. They're fun to talk crew. to. Awesome. I always say that. That's why I like having Martin on, because Martin like does sports radio all the time, like in the store. Like yeah. if you go into Palm Beach Autographs, you go in and you go pick something out, but you don't go in and out. No. You spend like 15, 20 minutes, half hour, sometimes when I go in like an hour. And just talking sports, right? The best. We've always got the sports on. We're always talking sports. We love it. We're always tweeting about it. Uh, you know, it's, it's we love what we do. We love all of our customers that come in and talking about it. It's so passionate, and we have great conversations all the time. All right. Uh, thanks for hanging out. Have a good weekend. Good luck with buddy. the baby, man. Thank you, man. Uh, and uh, the big news today, by the way, Tiger Woods will not play in the 2020 Players' Championship. We'll have more of that on the TV side, CBS 47 and Fox 30. Stuart Weber, Marcel Robinson handling those duties tonight. Also out at the Tom Coughlin J Fund Wine Gala as well. So a lot to get to all weekend long, including Action Sports Jacks Primetime. 10.30 on Fox 30, 11.30 on CBS 47. Half-hour shows every weekend all year long with our Action Sports Jacks crew on CBS 47 and Fox 30. Thanks to everybody here at the Players. Can't wait to get it going. We'll be out here every day next week. We're not just talking golf next week. We talked a lot of golf today, but we'll talk a little bit of everything. But this will be the backdrop, and what a backdrop it is at lovely TPC Sawgrass here in Ponte Vedra. Thanks to Scott and Coos for Martin Buckley. I'm Brent Martin. Good luck to Austin tonight. Go get a win. Get him, champ. Knock him out in Texas. Thanks for listening to ESPN 690. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.